It's 62 degrees now at DVE. I'm Val Porter. Three U.S. citizens detained by North Korea are back home in the U.S. They landed overnight at Andrews Air Force Base where President Trump, the First Lady, Vice President Mike Pence, and his wife Karen Pence were on hand to greet them. Of the three now former prisoners, businessman Kim Dong-shul has been held the longest since October of 2015. There is a new superhero on the streets of Birmingham, Alabama, and he's only four years old. Austin Perrine is a cape-wearing kid who likes to go by the name President Austin. Uh, He's not fighting crime, though. He's fighting hunger. Once a week, Austin dons his cape and hits the streets to deliver sandwiches to the city's homeless. His dad says Austin started doing it after he found out that there are people in the city who don't have homes or enough food to eat. So he asked his parents if his allowance money could go toward buying chicken sandwiches that he could give out to homeless people. With each sandwich he hands out, he also delivers an important message. He tells everyone... Don't forget to show love. Oh, that is so, a nice story yeah, to start a, off with. That's, that's amazing. Right. Maybe we're not doomed, Randy. No, we're doomed, but that kid's nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not sure how accurate these studies are, but researchers at the Smell and Taste Foundation in Chicago have been doing ongoing studies on how our sense of taste is linked to how we behave. So they claim what they found is if you like spicy food, you're more likely to be a risk taker. Spicy food fans tend to like new experiences, including things like horror movies and roller coasters. If you like sweet stuff, you're more likely to be easygoing and you tend to help other people without expecting anything in return. If you love sour foods, you're more likely to be critical and even harsh when you tell people what you think. You might also have really high standards. And if you like bitter things like black coffee, you're more likely to be antisocial, manipulative, and insensitive, and you might even be a psychopath, <laughs> which I remember we've done stories on that, like mm-hmm. people who like bitter foods, mm-hmm. they might actually be psychopaths. And if you like- So salt, beer and coffee? No, just I said black coffee. Black coffee. Oh, okay. No creamer. Right. Psychopath. <laughs> I use lots of cream. That makes me feel good about my <laughs> potential to not delve into psychopathy one day. <laughs> If you love salty things, you're more likely to be competitive and get frustrated a little faster than other people. So believe it or not, that's what they claim. That makes sense because I like salty things and I'm I'm a horrible sport. <laughs> competitive, but, you know, I'll give up in a heartbeat if I'm not good at something. <laughs> An Indiana man had to learn the hard way. If you're going to booze, you better stay off the grass. Harry Ridge, Barry Ridge, was cruising down... County Road 100 North on a lawnmower when police pulled him over after receiving a number of calls about his driving, including one from a man who said Ridge paused his trip long enough to just start cutting this guy's grass without warning. Uh, The 46-year-old left the property when warned but did continue down the road driving erratically. Officers on the scene reported Ridge's eyes were glassy and unfocused and a breathalyzer test revealed him to be twice the legal limit. Uh, It's the second time this year deputies have cited him for the same offense. Driving his lawnmower while drunk. Back on April 8th, he was arrested in a Kroger parking lot for operating the mower while intoxicated and causing a disturbance. They've got to repo that mower. (laughs) I think so. He's got to have his mowing license suspended. Use the push mower. Why is it so many people like to mow the lawn or get on the tractor when they're hammered? I don't know. I or maybe it, you maybe you just are mowing the grass and you're having a couple of beers and it's like, I'm going to have like 10 more. <laughs> then yeah. you just go for a ride. This is going well.
Or maybe it's just alcoholics that have access to mowers. That and that's just too. the vehicle around. Yeah. Yeah, they don't think they're going to get busted for They've DUI. already wrecked their car. <laughs> they're down to the mower. Yeah, that might be it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's all that's left. <laughs> Roman Polanski is threatening to sue the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. The exiled director's attorney, Harlan Braun, sent a letter to the organization's president, John Bailey, in the hopes of avoiding unnecessary litigation for kicking him out of the organization last week. Braun demands the organization rescind its illegal expulsion of Polanski and follow its own standards of conduct by giving Polanski reasonable notice of the charges against him at a fair hearing to present his position with respect to any proposed expulsion. How'd the Manson family miss the most awful person in the house? (laughs) (laughs) Earlier this month, the Academy expelled Polanski as well as Bill Cosby for breaking their ethical standards. Which, okay, Cosby maybe wanted to wait till the trial was over, but Roman Polanski was 40 years ago. They gave him an Oscar in the early 2000s. 2003, he won an Oscar for The Pianist. Mm, That guy... It's really vile. He fled the U.S. in 1978 like, to avoid sentencing for statutory rape. It is amazing that he got an Oscar for that. I mean, amazing. It's, it's, there's still a lot of people in Hollywood that work with him or collaborate with him. We were talking about this last week, weren't we, Val? I think so, yeah. I mean, they filmed the movie in in Germany and in Poland, so he didn't have any. He didn't run any risk. That cast was amazing. So it's like people are still working with them. Harvey Keitel, Holly Hunter, Adrian Brody, different pianist. Oh, I was thinking of the piano. You were right. I was wrong. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. Harvey Keitel, the wolf was in the pianist. The wolf. <laughs> Finally, Neil Young is promising to release four or five Crazy Horse albums that have never been heard. In a recent interview, Young, who has been performing live with Crazy Horse, said the unheard albums are sitting there ready to come out, though he offered no other release information. He did say albums would be released via his Neil Young Archives digital library project. Scattered showers and thunderstorms, mid-70s for the high today. It's 62. DVE Sports. Mike Pursuta with your sports right now on the DVE Morning Show. Sports is our brought to you by Xfinity from Comcast. We've got to start this morning on the south side of Chicago where the Pirates rallied from deficits of 4 to nothing and 5 to 2 yesterday afternoon. They uh, struck with a four-run ninth inning and beat the White Sox 6 to 5, improving to 21 and 16. They needed just five batters to score four runs in the ninth inning. It started with singles by uh, Starling Marte and Josh Bell. Um, Corey Dickerson hit a ground out that moved the runners up to second and third. Elias Diaz doubled in two. And then Colin Moran, a two-run homer, all in the top of the ninth. Some guy at my gym must have bet on the White Sox. He was screaming at the TV when the Pirates were coming back. I'm like, what? <laughs> Dude, Like, what are you doing? Was, uh, if the game is that important to you, maybe you should stay home. He was like on a he was on an elliptical machine. You mother upper! Are you serious? Oh yeah, he's like G D son of a you. Wow. He was just so pissed. I'm like, the Buckos are winning. Like, what do you? Oh, you had it the other way. Because <laughs> even if you're just a White Sox fan, 
A game that, in that early May suck. is not going to piss you off that bad. In a season where you know you ain't going anywhere. Yeah, that because they're garbage. Yeah. yeah. Worst team in the league. Jordy Mercer and uh, Gregory Polanco had solo homers to bring the Bucks back from 4 nothing to 4-2. to two. And then again, 5-2 entering the top of the ninth and 6-5 when the dust settled. That 21-16 and 16 record has the Pirates tied with the Brewers for second in the NL Central, a half game behind St. Louis. They are off today, and they welcome... Andrew McCutcheon and the San Francisco Giants to PNC Park on Friday night. Jamison Tyone against Andrew Suarez. Got a little something going on. It's early and it's a small sample size, but they are hitting the ball. Other than a couple of series, a couple of bad road series in Philly and in D.C. Pirates are scoring runs pretty much the rest of the time. Hey, uh, you know, Kutch is coming back this weekend. It'll be interesting to see if people go. I was going to say, yeah. if it's nice weather, I'm expecting the biggest crowd they've had this year. You think like 11, 12,000? Yeah. <laughs> well, let's not get crazy. Penguins did their uh, wrap-up day yesterday and uh, a bunch of interesting stuff coming out of the media sessions. Uh, let's start with uh, the general manager, Jim Rutherford, who said, quote, this will be a different-looking team, end quote, uh, looking ahead to next season. He said, changes are coming, not drastic changes, but changes as to uh, what those changes might be. Uh, no real details forthcoming from Rutherford. How could they be at this point? But uh, he did sign off on a couple of the defensemen, Jamie Alexiak and Chad Ruedel. Uh Those guys got a passing grade from the GM. Those guys did not cost us the series. I mean, those those guys did their job. So, but I won't get I won't get into any specific player or anything like that. I think if we can improve a defense or forward and the right thing comes along, we'll do it. And Rutherford hmm. uh, then semi-contradicted himself. He got into one specific player. That would be Daniel Sprong. And Rutherford said that uh, Sprong is no longer a prospect. He's going to be a player for the Penguins next year. Well, he should be a regular on our team. Uh, we were very careful with him this year, as you know. Um we develop players in different ways, and certainly he had the ability at certain times to come in and play an offensive role on our team, but he needed to work on his all-round game, and uh, he did that. Uh, there were times in Wilkes-Barre where it dropped off a little bit, but I think it was more from disappointment. He wasn't called up here, but he's a very talented player that will score a lot of goals for in this league. and. Uh, he, he will be a regular on our team next year. Some of the other hmm. details from Rutherford. Uh, he said Phil Kessel dealt with injuries all year, and those finally caught up to him in the postseason. Keep that in mind when we get to what Mike Sullivan had to say about Phil Kessel because it's about 180 degrees from that. Mm -hmm. uh, Rutherford said that uh, Derek Broussard had an injury at the end and into the playoffs that was, quote, very difficult to play with, unquote. He thinks Broussard is a fit in Pittsburgh but that he has to be healthy to be that. Uh, now, I mentioned Mike Sullivan, uh, a different take on Kessel than the general manager. Uh, Sullivan described what was ailing Kessel as, quote, bumps and bruises. He went on to say, quote, it was nothing significant, I can tell you that. Wow. So Shots fired. Phil, meet the bus. Wow. The spot is under it. And you know what? I, I, that's probably overstating. I don't think he's throwing him under the bus. He's saying he didn't play well. 
And, you know, a lot of people were rushing to to, uh, diagnosis on Kessel. Oh, he's got to be injured. He's got to be injured. Well, not necessarily. They had that exactly wrong because they were like, you know, Broussard wasn't a fit and Kessel was hurt. They're looking the other way, at least uh, publicly right uh, here and now. Mike Sullivan said uh, that Crystal Tang was inconsistent all year, but he called him an elite defenseman. He was really selling Crystal Tang. Almost made me think, boy, he wants the rest of the league to think the Penguins think Crystal Tang is great. Uh, maybe, maybe he thinks that. Uh, you know, I, I'm not trying to uh, get inside his head, but he was really selling Crystal Tang yesterday. Oh, he had such hard circumstances, and he had to overcome this injury. Yeesh. Stay tuned on that one. Uh, Mike Sullivan also called Derek Broussard a real good centerman. Uh, they think that's going to work next year. Broussard uh, said that the transition for him coming as he was a second-line center his whole career, then he had to play third-line center here and play fewer minutes. He said uh, that was, quote, maybe a little harder than I thought. Uh, he did not want to talk about his injury. He said uh, he didn't want to make any excuses, but he did say maybe I came back a little too quick, which is kind of an excuse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he wants to be here. He doesn't care what the role is. He said I would have played five minutes if I had to. But they were talking about possibly playing him on the wing. He said that was discussed this year, and uh, Sullivan's theory on it was if they had four really good centers, that would be a huge advantage, and they wanted to play it that way. They will discuss him maybe playing wing next year uh, or center. We'll see where that goes. Uh, Crystal Tang also had a lot of interesting things to say uh, in terms of coming back after what he went through, not playing for eight months. He said, quote, I thought it would have been easier. Uh, he did say he uh, lost some of his conditioning. Uh, that made him tired in back-to-back games. He didn't feel well. Uh, said the first half of the season was one good game, one bad game. I would say it was more than the first half of his season. I would say that was his season. Uh, he also talked about his mindset coming out of the playoffs, and he said, quote, the only thing I have uh, in my mind right now is game five. I made a mistake, and it cost us the game. And to that I would say good for you for being uh, up front and accepting, but it was more than one mistake. Yeah. So I don't know what, I don't know what to make of uh, Little Tang's situation. I really don't. Uh, Rutherford also said when, when he was talking about the, you know, there will be changes. He said they have marketable commodities that teams are going to be interested in. Well, all right. So he was pumping Chris Letang's tires and then said they had marketable commodities. Yeah. And I thought it was signing off on Alexiak and Ruweedle, which I agree with, by the way, that those guys did their job. They were fine. Mm-hmm. That wasn't the, the bottom of the D wasn't what got them beat. Now, they didn't have any injuries on D in the first two rounds. They didn't have to go to number seven or number eight, which I don't think – they would have survived, but they didn't have to. Right. Um, I, I would agree, too, that they have to make some moves. I think they do have a, a championship-caliber nucleus coming back, but to just kind of bring the whole team back and say, oh, we'll do better next year is uh, not the way to go. I, I, You know, probably the best string of games they were able to put together was before the Broussard trade when uh, Cole was reinserted in the lineup and things started going well for them. Yeah, they got hot in January and took that kind of into mid-February. And then they were sort of 
back to right and up and down. But that was their identity, basically, for the yeah. for most part of the year. It seemed like we wanted to believe, oh, well, they turned it around. They finally figured it out. And it was really like, nah, actually, that was the aberration, probably. Well, I think that's what they're capable of. But I really think a lot of it, um, they, they just didn't have the structural habits because they kind of didn't really take the regular season like it was a critical six-month mm-hmm. exercise. You need that uh, in retrospect. But I, what I either learned or was reminded of this season is you need that to become as good as you can be. You can't. People say you can't flip the switch, and they're probably right. You really can't. You can get away with that for a little while, but you're not. You're thinking too much when you try to do that. You're not conditioned to react the right way in the way you need to react, and uh, that cost them. It's going to be an interesting uh, off season for the Penguins uh, heading into next year. Last but not least, there's Game Seven tonight. Between the Predators and the Jets, uh, there have been 17 of those in the second round since 2009, at least one every year. Uh, Nashville's 1-1 one one all-time. Uh, the Jets are in a seventh game for the first time. That should be fun. Is anybody going to watch? Game 7? Definitely. Sure. Okay. I'll have it on, but more, you know... It, it, I won't have the vested interest that I would if it were the Penguins. Where You're not going to be, be on the elliptical swearing at it? No. I won't be screaming at the television the about White it. The White Sox. Yeah, I don't know. It was weird. Wow. Very strange. Well, uh, did you ask the guy if he was from the south side of Chicago? No, I didn't care to. <laughs> kind of hoping it would just end. Yeah, they're really bad. But that was that was impressive nonetheless. Uh, Pirates staying with it. 21-16. and 16. Not bad. Not bad at all. Val's got news top of the hour. What do you got there, Valerie? Well, be careful when you're picking up stray animals. You not may not be rescu- yet rescuing exactly what you think. We'll talk about that coming up. All right. Uh, don't forget, workforce cash available for you. 1000 bucks every hour all day long here on DVE, beginning with us in the morning all the way with the drive home with Sean. Text the keyword to 200, 200. That's brought to you by rightcars.com. Workforce cash, 1000 bucks every hour. Oh. Yeah, uh, I'm... So I got a phone call oh, okay. coming in here uh, that Wrap I wanted up. to take. Hello. 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 Uh, hello. Is uh, this uh, DB? Mark Andre Fleury. Flower, is that you? Uh, DB. Oh, it is uh, so good to hear your voices again. I just wanted to check in with my uh, favorite people <laughs> at my favorite radio station in my favorite town. Oh, you are such a sweet boy. Don't. don't. It really is. Don't. Don't do that, guys. Just don't. Uh, I love you, Val. Uh, I was uh, just uh, wondering, uh, when is uh, game six for uh, the pens and caps? No, Tonight I or see. tomorrow? No, it was a couple of <laughs> nights ago. The caps won. They knocked the pens out of the playoffs. <gasps> no. Say it is not so, Joe. Oh, come on, Flower. <laughs> you knew that. Uh, honestly, I did not because uh, there is a big time zone difference and uh, we get confused all the time out here. No, uh, we have to DVR everything because we sit down to watch a young Sheldon uh, and it's uh, always in NCIS. Yeah, that's <laughs> are, uh, always confused. No. Uh, uh, plus, I am shocked to hear that you lost. Uh, after all, you have Matt Mule as your goaltender. Flower, you're being pretty, <laughs> being pretty transparent. Ah, uh, transparent. Ah, uh, like uh, Matt Mule's glove. I knew it. You're gloating. <laughs> you're gloating. Ah, uh, no, I am not gloating. I don't know how to gloat if I tried. Ah, uh, gloating to me 
is like Matt Mioli trying to stop a weak shot from a fourth line scrub. <laughs> uh, I just can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's gloating. Okay, I'm a better goalie and gloater. Uh. <laughs> you, know, that, you know what? It's not even gloating. You know what it is? It's just mean. You're just being mean. Ah, uh, mean? Like uh, losing your job to injury so that Matt Mioli can take all your glory? Why are you so bitter about this? You're still playing. You win. You've been the bell of the ball in Vegas this year. There's a chocolate statue of you in one of the casinos. Yeah, I am uh, I'm like a Vegas uh, chocolate Franco. I know. Well, everything's going your way. Why are you calling us to rub our noses in this? Because Pittsburgh and the Penguins are my first love. And I will never get over being betrayed by my first. Betrayed is a strong <laughs> word for what happened. Okay, well, uh, since I won three cops, uh, let's call it getting three trade. Okay. Better? <laughs> yeah. Touche. I gave you my heart, my soul, my blood, sweat, and tears. Seriously, I want that CD back because I think they still play it in the local room. It's mm -hmm. mine. Right. <laughs> Penguin fans. Uh, it is not over. Uh, come with me. Instead of getting five old by Muley, three leaving me. Yeah, you know, Flower, Flower we were pretty much going to root for you. <laughs> oh, uh, really? Yeah. I mean, if anything, the Pens winning in the past and losing now made it pretty easy to root for you. Well, before this call, that is. Ah, uh, ah. Uh. <laughs> Uh, uh, can you delete? No, I, this is a live call. I mean, <laughs> the only thing I could do is hit the seven-second delay. I don't know if that helped you much. Uh, it's too bad, ma'am. Yoli didn't have a seven-second delay. He could have used it to stop the fourth-line floater All right. that got you the game. <laughs> All right. Goodbye, Flower. We'll see you. Uh, <laughs> hey, you know, uh, look at the bright side. Uh, Matt Muley didn't think for four whole games against the terrible Opal Flyer. All right, yeah, okay. We'll see. <laughs> Goodbye, Flower. Au revoir. Yeah, it's the DV Morning Show. Hey, read up, Pittsburgh, because Lester Holt is doing the NBC Evening News from here today. Oh, yeah. I All right. He's Everybody already be on their best behavior out there. He's, he's waving his terrible towel. He's on Channel 11 right now, and he's already wearing a suit. This poor guy. 6.54 in the morning. What about Joe Arena? He's wearing a suit, too. He gets Joe Arena gets to take it off and have a beer in an hour. <laughs> Lester Holt has to keep it together all the way through the evening news. It's probably a breakaway suit. That's true. Yeah, you could probably just rip it right off like Superman. That's a real half-assed wave of that towel. Yeah, that I'm not real happy about that. He kind of limp-wristed the terrible towel. <laughs> we should probably heckle him about that. And it's got a tag on it still. Are we allowed to go down and watch it like it's a Today Show? I think and heckle? so. Can we hold up signs? And heckle? <laughs> heckle heckle Holt? Heckle the news. What a concept. Yeah. <laughs> Pittsburgh would heckle the news. <laughs> Boo! <laughs> That's fake. Wrong. Fake news. Anyways. Why is he here? Because we are, I don't know if you heard about this. Well, we're not a, uh, we're not a big steel town anymore. I hadn't heard that. And uh, tech, the tech industry is uh, experiencing a bit of a boom. Well, I don't know where you get your information, but all I know is whenever I turn on Monday Night Football, there are steel mills, film, and Permanis sandwiches, representations of steel being made. And I don't ever want that to change. Wait, Permanis is still open, right? Permanis is still open. Oh, 
Thank God. He better not limp wrist a cap egg and cheese. Where are they doing this from? Like we got to go heckle this. Yeah, we should I think be. It's ha- downtown. Then the like in the point maybe. Yeah. That's great. We got to go down. Oh there. no, Allegheny, Allegheny Landing on the North Shore. I'm not sure where that is, but oh, that's right by the Mister Rogers statue. Oh, okay. Really, that's a weird place to He's do it. Anchoring the 6:30 news there, and perfect we'll place to tailgate. A Q and A with parking. high school students afterwards. Oh well, there you go. Maybe we'll take the uh, according to the Post Gazette tag off the towel by then. No. Here we go, news anchors. Here we go. <laughs> Everyone down there in a Lambert jersey. <laughs> Let's go. Don't news. suck, Lester. Let's go, news. Put in the other guy. <laughs> right. Put in the producer. Where's Scott Pelly? Put him in there. You ain't no Don Cannon, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> What do you got uh, going on there, Valerie? Uh, we're going to talk about a woman who picked up some stray kittens but got a little more than she bargained for. Bill DC is going to tell you about the Pittsburgh Summer Concert Series also, uh, which you can see Fridays and Sundays every weekend at South Park in Hartwood Acres. That'll be in the 8 o'clock hour. And uh, also, Steely McBean will be visiting us later on to uh, weigh in on the Ben Roethlisberger-Mason-Rudolph dynamic. So you won't want to miss that. That's on the way. Uh, and by the way, Mother's Day. Only a few days away, Mike. That it is, Randall. And uh, I don't know. Maybe you've been playing hurt, but that's no excuse. Maybe you just can't do what you're usually able to do, but that doesn't mean you get a pass on Mother's Day. You still got to get Mother's Day done, and you've got to do that before time runs out. Thankfully, Pro Flowers can make that happen, even, even if you're at much less than 100%. This is the last week you can send 100 colorful blooms with a free glass vase for just $19.99 plus shipping and handling if you use my promo code, Mike P. If you're functioning at all, you should be able to handle that. And if you do it, you'll be a hero, and Mom will be the big winner. Pro Flowers Blooms are guaranteed to stay fresh for at least seven days. That means Mom can enjoy them for at least seven days. And that's a week's worth of recognition and tribute for a woman who surely deserves it, even if her name isn't Shirley. You can also pick the delivery date of your choosing. That's guaranteed as well. You can even have your gift delivered on Mother's Day. Go to proflowers.com, click the blue microphone in the upper right corner, and use my code, Mike P. That's proflowers.com, blue mic, Mike P. Mother's Day is this Sunday. Make it memorable, and you'll forget what ails you. Order today from proflowers.com. Vince Neal's supposed to be around here somewhere. What do you mean? Like, like in the studio? No, no, no. No, he's going to be eating at Ditka's later today. Oh. Mm-hmm. He seems like out. a guy that would hang out at Ditka's and know all the waitresses' names. Hey, Carol. Hey, Vince. I wonder if he still has his... Fat? Yes. <laughs> no, he had um, <laughs> like a bar or something in Vegas. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm guessing it didn't go well for him. Nothing seems to go very well for that guy outside of Motley Crue. Yeah. And I don't know if he still owns that or sold it, but yeah, he made a boatload of money. Ton of money. I went to the Cabo Wabo. Uh, oh, in... he's going to be at the Meadows on July 6th. Get out of town. Vince Neal? Yep. He's playing yeah. the Meadows? Mm-hmm. No, no, no. He's jockeying a horse. Oh. <laughs> Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show. Yeah, lost in the edit there. We kind of uh, put the, we were talking about uh, Sammy Hagar's Cabo Wabo million dollar grab. We have what? a lot of shows coming to the Meadows. Yeah, what else is coming to the Meadows? Blue Oyster Cult. B-O-C, get out. Oh, More Candlebox. Candlebox? What's the guy's name from Candlebox? No idea. Tom Kiefer? What? No, that's Cinderella. Oh. 
Candlebox is from the 90s. Is Cinderella Tom Kiefer? Yeah. Okay. He's the singer with the big lips. Is Candlebox in any way related to Matchbox 20? Not sure. All right, Candlebox. Tone Loke. Tone Loke. Color Me Bad. Funky Cold Medina. That's one. That's one show. Is that, that why that's outrageous? Is, I got to go to that. Is that why Lester Holt's doing the news from Pittsburgh tonight <laughs> to know. talk about how we're able to get all these great acts and Starship fe- featuring Mickey Thomas? I mean, it's not Starship if it doesn't feature Mickey Thomas. I wish we could get Vince in here, but that's July sixth. That's a holiday week. Nobody's is he a good guy? Week. I don't know anything I, about Vince. I don't. I'm. I doubt it. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know, but let's see if we can get Keller Me Bad in here. Color me bad? Keller me bad. What's Keller me bad? No, it's just a Pittsburgh way of saying color. Keller. Keller. What color is it? That's like Irish, Appalachia, Scottish, all kinds of stuff mixed together there. America's going to be there too. America? This Saturday. A horse with no name? Yes. They have lots of horses with names at the Meadows, I think. Kevin Martin is the singer for Candlebox. Oh, okay. Just so you know. Not Tom What? What are the Candlebox hits? Far Behind. Oh, yeah. That's a good tune. I think they had one other one, but I can't remember what it is right now. It stinks when you have one tune. If you're like... A one-hit wonder? Sister Hazel or something like that. (laughs) Or Three Days Grace. What was their hit? Sister Hazel? I think they had two hits. Who did Sister Havana? That was Urge Overkill. Yeah. I think. They were cool. What did Sister Hazel do? Ah, man. I'm sorry I brought it up. (laughs) <laughs> I really am. Are you, are you circumlocuting that on the... Uh, I don't remember these songs. All For You and That Kind of Beautiful? Oh, yeah, I don't remember those either. Mm-mm. I might be thinking of a different band. Is there another sister band? Sister Mary? Sister Me Bad? Pointer Sisters? What do you got? Here's a Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Bridgeville Appliance. It's 62 degrees now at DVE. I'm Val Porter. Hawaii's Kilauea volcano could be gearing up for a major eruption. The U.S. Geological Survey said Wednesday the volcano could soon experience explosive eruptions from its summit and blast large rocks and ash into the air. One article I read said it could spew 10-ton boulders out of the volcano. Holy cow. Geologists say the threat of an explosive eruption will rise as lava creates steam inside Kilauea, and they warn such an eruption could be possible in the coming weeks. Am I the only one who's fascinated? It's probably a bad word, but the story is like like, crazy. Yes. I can't believe that there's people still on the island. Like, I would think it would be mandatory evacuation time until this thing bubbles off. Goes into yeah, the ocean. And they don't know how long it's going to last either. Uh, the lava is pretty cool. Did you see it engulf that car? And just, yeah. That was awesome. But isn't that stuff hardened so it's just like rock? Yeah. That car is going to just be in rock. Yeah. But wouldn't you imagine that the heat coming off of the lava, just being anywhere near it, would be insufferable? Yeah. Yeah, but people are running towards it to I, take pictures. I, I know. It's like, hey, dodo bird. Run the other way. What are you doing? They're Hawaiian. They're like, chill, bro. They just walk away playing the ukulele. <laughs> <laughs> They're all, they all have the demeanor of Jason Mraz. Now I just picture everybody like brother, what's his name? The big dude who sang on somewhere. Oh, yeah. I know, I know who you mean. I don't know his name, though. Hundreds of people brother waking Hazel. 
<laughs> Sister brother. Hundreds of people waking up in the dark in our area this morning. Duquesne Light reported nearly a thousand customers without power after those strong thunderstorms swept or through the Pittsburgh area early this morning. People in Wilkinsburg and Hampton Township also impacted uh, by the outage. The area with the biggest outage is Beachview. Crews are working to get everything restored. For those of you who have a long commute, how do you look at that time? A new poll found 79% of people who drive to work think of it as me time. So they it's get me time. They get time alone. Uh, 40% even said they love being in their car. Hmm. You use the excuse to not answer your phone, not deal with stuff. Uh, it's not always total bliss, though. 30% admit they are quite likely to swear when they have road rage, which if that's all you do, that's okay, I guess. Yeah, that's sure. acceptable. Yeah. You can listen to the DV morning show and just achieve a, a, a zen-like zen state on, on your way your into way work. In? Yeah. yeah, as long as you're not on the turnpike this morning. <laughs> no, I usually use the time that I'm in the car to make phone calls. Yeah, yeah, because once I get home, it's you know, it's I can't, I don't want to be on the phone in front of Serena and the kids and everything. And my dad or my mom will just they jag me off now every time I call them. They're like. Where are you heading to? <laughs> and then when I'm like, all right, well, I'll let you go, they're always like, oh, so I guess you must have got to your destination, huh, Bill? <laughs> I'm down to like three people I can call, though. Yeah? Because I, I'm on it. I text so much. Yeah, me too. That all my relationships have just become text. And yeah. I feel like if I call outside of like the three or four, if it's not my parents or my older sister or my girlfriend, it's who, like, who am I calling? Right. Well, and there's no awkward silences in a text. I get bored of talking to them, though, and then I'm screwed. And then I'm sitting in the car. <laughs> and we're back to being kids again in terms of when's a good time to call the people that you would still call? When do you call them? I mean, if it's not the middle of the day, when, when is it? Uh, I mean, that's a good point because nobody likes their phone to ring after 8 o'clock. Right. I mean, if it does, you're wondering, is everything okay? Exactly. Yeah. Why yeah. died? You texted this. What's going on? Is there tragedy? Right. But I don't know. It also feels like I understand why your parents jaggy about that because it feels like uh, you're, they're just placeholders. Yeah. Yep. You know, like, oh, am I keeping your Occup brain active while you're driving? You're too Occupying bored to be alone with your own thoughts? Like, of course not. I love you guys and I miss you guys. I'll have a Junior Bacon Cheeseburger <laughs> ketchup only. <laughs> A Harvard University study shows the Beatles may have been right that all you need is love. The report claims a 75-year examination of hundreds of people indicates good relationships are the key to health and happiness. Scientists studied participants' blood samples, brain scans, and other data to find healthy relationships increase survival chances by 50%. What about the other way? Like, how much of your life does it cut off if you're in an unhealthy relationship? <laughs> Probably, Probably a lot, yeah. Years. Uh, yeah. Hadn't thought about that part of it. Which, th Oof. when they when they word these studies like this, like, your survival chances increase by 50%, no one is going to survive. No one. Ultimately. It's not like you're going to live forever. Nobody's coming out of this alive. <laughs> it Yeah. I don't know. There's that, Val no one here with her mortality moment. It's all about how you want to 
live that say, third act. The third act. Well, Val. that's what that, that's a big story right now. That hundred and four year old guy from Australia. Yeah, he's kicking off. Yeah, he's, he's euthanizing himself. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I had enough. I'm I'm ready to yeah. go. And he's like, like psyched about he's it. He's very yeah. Is he doing fact, it in a creative way? Like, is no. he catapulting into the <laughs> ocean or something? Like in Monty Python, where he's being chased off a cliff by a bunch of naked women. I mean, that'd be awesome. Yeah. If you're gonna go out, why not? Right. Yeah, you know? and he says uh, he wants to make it easier for older people to decide how they end their lives. I'm 100% in favor of that. Me too. Have Chuck Norris kick you real hard in the chest? <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be a way to go out. That's a good story. I wouldn't want it to be painful. I don't no, want to be peaceful. Yeah. I also, like, I don't know. I might want there to be a little uncertainty as to when it was going to be. I might want to have, like, a long weekend party with fr- like friends and be like, all right, nobody tell me which night it's going to be. <laughs> it's like yeah, the, it's right? when you get something night, delivered, there's a window between Wednesday right. and Friday. Yeah, exactly. Well, great. If it's the first night, it's the first night. What do I care? Oh, then I you miss the great the party. Everybody gets to celebrate your life without you then. Yeah, that's fine. I don't think you're going to be partying much if you make it to 104. Yeah, I mean, at 104, it could happen at any time anyway. You I'm don't... talking about doing this in about six or seven oh. years. <laughs> He's cutting it off early. Finally, you see things my way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, what's the point? <laughs> We're doomed. Let's get out of here. <laughs> That's right. I mean, we get rid of Latang, and then, you know, <laughs> Sid, Sid's, you know, last days, we don't have a shot, you know, no, ch- no more championships. It's the Mason Rudolph oh, what's era. The use? Yeah, you know. Lester Holt isn't doing the news exactly. from Pittsburgh anymore. Let's get out of here. Uh, Texas woman brought home two stray kittens she found in the street, but realized after they bit her friends, they weren't <laughs> ordinary kittens. Animal officers say the woman and some friends attempted to bottle feed the kittens until they chewed through the plastic. <laughs> oh, my God. They then tried to hand feed them and they viciously bit them. <laughs> That's when they thought, huh, something is different here. Animal These control officers came to, to take the kittens and they said, yeah, those are bobcats. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Which is like the story Gene Collier told about somebody who picked up a stray dog and it turned out to be a coyote. coyote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, they have been taken to a wildlife rescue and rehab center. They're be, uh, going to be cared for until they're old enough to be released back into the wild. Oh, my God. I've had enough of these bobcat stories. They're terrifying. <laughs> What's up with all these bobcats? I know. Bobcats are coming out of woodwork. I'll say. It's because we're invading their territory. No, we're not. Yes, we are. I did that story yesterday about how we're destroying their wild animals' habitat, so that's why they're all in your neighborhood. Yeah, it's been going on for like a couple hundred years. Yeah, we invaded and we won that war. We're going out further and further now. Exactly. Oh, I saw a raccoon in my driveway last night. Uh Uh-uh. First time I've seen a raccoon in the neighborhood. Uh, I was so pissed. How big was he? I don't know. Big enough. Why are you pissed? You live in the woods. I know, but I don't like raccoons. Oh, I hate them. I do. Why not? I'm with they you. carry rabies. Every uh, there's tons of animals mm-hmm. get diseases. Famously, po- possums don't. They don't. No, and they eat ticks, right? Yes. I keep one in the there's house. Some. <laughs> there's some just to pick through the dog's hair. Yeah, like a exactly. Monkey. Just, just look for ticks in there and eat them. Clean off my dog. Yeah. I just realized that I have this thing that I do in my head subconsciously where I don't like an animal based on how I think I would fare. If, if we if we had to if fight had to in a battle, yeah. <laughs> and I just don't know how I would handle a raccoon because I don't know 
what I like because they have claws and they can bite you. <laughs> As do most wild animals. Yeah, they are. They are. But, you know, especially, I don't know. I feel like they could get up. They have dexterity because yeah. they're able to get open the trash cans. You're so right. I don't know if he would try to choke me out or what, what would happen. I told you a raccoon got in my house when I was on vacation one time oh, and I came home. It went I through move, the chimney and then there was like little soot footprints all the way from the like the the um, fireplace into the kitchen, up the stairs. <laughs> he got on the countertops oh. in the kitchen and then was rifling through the cupboards. Oh, and there was my. like... like Didn't like cool. your choices? No, he was like, he was very bummed out. He's like, this dude really likes Progresso. <laughs> He's got a lot did of minestrone. He, did the footprints lead out of the house? Well, that's just it. Is that like after a while you couldn't discern where, you know. You're coming the, or the, going. Yeah, right. And um, my my girlfriend's dad told me, he's like, you know, he's like, no, nah, he knows all about that stuff. He's a raccoon guy. He's like, <laughs> nah, he, he goes, he's like, that thing went out the he's same gone. way it came in. How they crawl up that? I don't know. He's like, don't worry about it. It's not in the house. I'm wait, like, wait. really? <laughs> he left like a soot middle finger on all your progressive cans. Progresso. <laughs> progressive. <laughs> I you know, still, you, those cans I have of liberal insurance. lentil soup. <laughs> <laughs> I love the day I found the possum in the garbage can because I walked around the corner and I saw an onion on the ground. I'm like, why is there an onion and a pa- I don't saw a package of something else, and I just pictured this possum in there picking an onion up and like that's garbage and just tossing yeah. it out. Yeah. Even possums are like, yeah. oh, thanks. <laughs> I mean, cook it, sure, but raw, f it. <laughs> yeah, you know, possums always they have that hilarious like you frighten them look too. They're like, yeah, ah! <laughs> like, yeah. And then they play dead. That's exactly what they do. My dad picked one up one time. He thought it was somebody's coat. <laughs> It was in the backyard. Where was the He's possum? Like, it was like in the backyard. He's like, hey, someone lost a coat lady. out here. And he picked that up. He's like, <laughs> oh, oh God. my God. Uh, I would just by accident whip that thing off a tree <laughs> after it made that kind of noise. While the next season of Game of Thrones isn't scheduled to be released until 2019, Johnny Walker has fans of the show geeked up with its new scotch, which they are calling White Walker. Uh, while many details about the booze uh, haven't been released, it looks like the it will actually be released in the fall of this year, which is before the final season airs in the spring of next year. Iron Man can defend the universe from bad guys, but not thieves. L.A. police say they are investigating the disappearance of the original Iron Man suit worn by Robert Downey Jr. from an L.A. warehouse. Investigators believe the $325,000 suit was stolen sometime between February and late April. I'm surprised that's all it cost. I know. 325 grand. And Burt Reynolds has joined the cast of Quentin Tarantino's next movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He joins Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio in the Charles Manson flick. Uh, They will play Neighbors of Sharon Tate, and Margot Robbie is going to play Sharon Tate. Uh, Set to be released August 9th of next year. That is the 50th anniversary of the murders of Sharon Tate and four others at their Hollywood home. Tarantino says it is more really about the summer of 69 and not exclusively about the Manson murders. Sharon Tate was so beautiful. Oh, yeah. Oh, my Lord. She was crazy beautiful, and she was with the biggest jerk ever. Just Mm -hmm. a psychopath. Like, why couldn't he have been home that day? (laughs) Maybe they'll address that in the movie. Margot Robbie's in everything, by the way, and she's terrific. Stunning. I think she's awesome. She's I always just thought she was a beautiful face until I saw I, Tonya. 
And oh, I'm like, she's okay, so good in I, Tonya. She's a really good actor. And she was good in, uh, was it, Suicide Squad? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was the only good thing about I it, I didn't really. see it. It's really not good. Because I heard it really wasn't good. It wasn't, but she was very good in it. That character's pretty awesome. But yeah, she was good. Uh, Wolf of Wall Street. She Wolf. was... But I mean, she was just incredibly hot in that movie. Yeah, but she was also good. But I understand what you're saying. Like, you didn't know because you were so blinded by how hot she was. It's yeah. hard to like, I don't know if that was a good acting performance. She was just so smoking hot. Could she act? Yeah. I don't know. Did she have lines? Right. I, have, I have no idea. What'd she say? But I, Tanya, I, Tanya is one of, uh, really, one of the best movies of the last five years. Really? Uh, you still I, haven't seen it? I, no, I, I love didn't it. Watch it's it. just so funny. It's a little depressing. It's dark. It's a dark it's comedy. Very dark. Uh, but it's it's so well acted. I saw the because we got the DVD as a screener mm-hmm. for the SAG Awards, and I started to watch it, and it started skipping, and I just never went back. Boy, that is you know when we get those DVDs right before award season, before the SAG Awards, um, it's so funny how I get like in this mode of watching movies, and mm-hmm. I just watch them all, mm-hmm. and then I always forget to vote. But <laughs> the weird thing about it is they're always so depressing. Yeah, right. and then you're yeah. just this watching year, the really. Lady Bird, the Florida Project. Did you watch the Florida I, Project? Yeah, it was. I was I, really good though. Really good. But it was so depre- that but, last scene, I was like, yeah. oh my god. Yeah, but very, very well done. It's just horrific. Plus, if you know anything about those motels around mm-hmm. uh, Disney, Orlando. it's in, in Orlando. Yeah, it's just a sad sight. Yeah, uh, but everything's always depressing. There's never like a bunch of feel good movies. No. No. No, it's always super sad. I want to see a 90-minute movie win Best Picture. 90 minutes. In, out. <laughs> That's it. Let's go. Scattered showers and thunderstorms mid-70s for the high today at 63 at DDE. Folks, Lester Holt's in town doing the NBC Evening News. All right? He's going to be doing it live from down on the North Shore by the stadium. So if you're going to tailgate for the news tonight, <laughs> just want to remind you... <laughs> The parking is going to be tough because, you know, they, those lots are open for, for people who have to work down there, too. So, mm-hmm. you know, take extra time if you're going down to tailgate for the news tonight. Think about parking downtown and taking the T across. Are you doing the Stage AE pre-party? Yeah, yeah, I am. I'll be hosting. Yeah, what band is mm-hmm. playing? Lava Game. Oh, nice. Yeah, should be awesome. <laughs> That'll be cool. Uh, and are you going to do, like, uh, uh, upgrade your uh, yeah. news suit? Your news suit, yeah. If you have a suit that maybe is in desperate need of repair, bring it down. We'll pick out the best winner. I just want to see a bunch of Steeler fans down there or just Pittsburgh sports fans in general just heckling the news today. <laughs> in a Lester! Deuce Daily jersey. Poor Lester Holt. <laughs> Lester! <laughs> I'll teach him a do the news here. <laughs> oh, Pittsburgh's not all smokestacks and steel mills. <laughs> Really? <laughs> Good story. Uh, Bill Deasy is going to tell you about the Pittsburgh Summer Concert Series later this morning. Uber? Really? I like your Lester Holt voice. And the Google. <laughs> Stan Savern talking sports. Mike Pursuta, uh, some uh, pretty revealing stuff from GMJR yesterday in the, uh, what do you call that? The uh, pack up and uh, with the tail between your legs. I don't know. We haven't had Exit to, interviews? Exit, uh, exit day there. We haven't had to do that in a long time, man. A couple of years. Uh, so the Penguins season comes to an end. But the general manager has some uh, interesting things to say that may foretell the direction the squad is going. Wait till you hear what he has to say about Phil Kessel. Mike's got that coming up next for you here on the DVE Morning Show. DVE Sports. 
Mike Pursuta with your sports right now on the DVE Morning Show. Sports are brought to you by Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. The Pirates exploded for four runs in the top of the ninth yesterday afternoon at the White Sox and turned a 5-2 to two deficit into a 6-5 to five lead. And they were able to close it out from there. Felipe Vasquez with his seventh save, capping a 6-5 come-from-behind victory. Pirates needed five batters to score four runs in the top of the ninth. It's just a uh, machine. I'll tell you what, it, it was impressive in that they, uh, they stayed with the game. They were down 4 nothing, made it 4-2. Gave up another run in the bottom of the eighth to make it 5-2. It looked bad then, but um, according to uh, Joe Block, the uh, play-by-play guy, that's the fourth time I saw him tweet this yesterday afternoon, or the third time they've come uh, back from a four-run deficit to win. And that happened, uh, according to Joe Block, one time last year. These buckos are resilient. Scrappy, if nothing else. Uh, they're also 21-16, and 16, and they've got a day off today. Uh, they're a half game behind the Cardinals in the NL Central, and they are waiting on the San Francisco Giants, who come to Pittsburgh to open a three-game weekend series on Friday night. Jamison Tyone against Andrew Suarez, Andrew McCutcheon, and the Giants. Winning's better than losing, as the great Nuke Lelouch once observed. People will go to the ballpark if they keep winning. Uh, I'm wondering I'm what the crowds will be like for, for Kutch. You think they'll be there for him? Yeah, I think Friday night's going to be a big crowd. I don't think sold out necessarily, but I'd say probably about 30. It says here it's going to be cloudy, but no no rain. It's going to be warm this week, right? We got thunderstorms basically for eight days in a row. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good time to go check them out, right? Sure. At, why not? at some point, you got to uh, accept the season for what's going on during the season and not what happened before the season started. And Penguins uh, are uh, looking ahead to next season after uh, this season ended abruptly in game six against Washington. Yesterday was clear out day and the, the final media availability. For everyone, and uh, everybody wanted to know what was wrong with Phil Kessel, who had to be playing hurt during the playoffs, right? He had only, to be hurt. Had only, to be. Only scored one goal all postseason, didn't score any against the Capitals. He had to be injured. Well, <laughs> Mike Sullivan said not necessarily. I'm not going to disclose any of our injuries. You know, he was dealing with bumps and bruises just like some of our other guys. Um, I'd rather not get into the you know, the list of injuries that guys had. But, you know, it was it was nothing significant, I can tell you that. Nothing significant. Yeah, I would have thought... What do you make of that? I know, I would have thought he had a broken rib or, or a broken wrist. Something. Yeah. He wasn't handling the puck Couldn't well. Couldn't handle the puck, yeah. He, I mean, a shoulder injuries. He wasn't firing shots like, he, something like we know him to ribs. be able to. Yeah. Nothing significant for Phil Kessel. Not but these are hockey people, so we don't know what's significant to them because their barometer of pain and significance is way higher than ours. Yeah. Um, he only had a broken leg. I don't know what the big deal was. It was interesting, though. Uh, Sullivan said he didn't want to disclose injuries, but, of course, he didn't have to disclose what Crystal Tang went through last year. And Sullivan acknowledged yesterday that what Latang went through last year had a great deal to do with what Latang went through this year. When, when you look at... What he's had to overcome um, to play this season, it was a big challenge. You know, he, w- he went through a major surgery, a major rehab. 
uh, in a short period of time. And you know, I I had an inclination that it was that it was going to be it was going to be a difficult challenge for him to uh, or a difficult process for him to to overcome that. And and because of that, I think he's had he's had some ups and downs. He he had some stages in the year when he was really good for us. He had other stages where uh, he wasn't at his best. Now Latang uh, acknowledged the same thing. He said uh, his conditioning was affected, and that affected his ability his ability to put games together in succession. And the bad games weighed on him, and he never really got on a roll in the first half of the season. He was also. Uh, Disappointed, Chris Tang was with how he performed in the postseason. The only one I have in my mind right now is Game Five. Uh, made a mistake and um, cost us the game, but um, I mean, I had good moments. Um, like I had good moments against Philly. It was uh, an intense uh, series. I had good moments too against Washington. Um, but in my mind right now, I, I just I just see this game as uh, as a problem. Yeah, I think Same. he's not the only one. I, I think it was more than one mistake. He said, I made a mistake a couple of times. He did have, say, did he mean game six? Could have meant a lot of games. I, he did have his moments, as, as he acknowledged there. But when, you, when you're a core player, when you're one of the guys that are counting on to be elite, when you're getting the most minutes, you can't have one good play and one bad play. You gotta, it's similar to a goaltender. If you give up a soft goal, it's hard to get over that. You, yeah. you don't then make a great save. Oh, well, he stopped that one, so it's okay. No, your job is to stop the puck. His Latang's job is to be a great player and be a guy who is worthy of the minutes that he gets and be a driving force. And uh, I thought he was just uh, incredibly inconsistent this year. And he said it was conditioning. To me, it was decision making and mental stuff. Right. That that was his problem. Uh, Mike Sullivan, publicly at least, uh, was uh, banging the Chris Letang drum yesterday. Yeah, he was inconsistent this year. Yeah, he wasn't what the Penguins need him to be. But uh, that has not changed the Penguins' opinion of Chris Letang. Tanger and I had a discussion about this this morning, and uh, but by no means uh, does it uh, diminish what we think of, of Chris as a, as a player. He's a he's an elite defenseman, and he and he still is, and uh, and so. He, he had a particular challenge this year that uh, that most players don't have to go through, and so um, you know I, I just that that would be my assessment of, of where his game was this year. It was it was up and down, and um, but you know he, he is a guy that that we think is um, certainly um, one of the elite defensemen in the league. Elite. They're pumping the tires on him to move him. That's my suspicion. That's, that is my suspicion. Tang said he wants to play here forever, and he wants nothing more than that. So we'll see where it goes. Game 7 tonight, Winnipeg uh, is at Nashville. They are through six games. The even-strength shot attempts are 338 for the Jets and 338 for the Predators. Wow. Mike, quick uh, uh Go back to uh, the comments about Kessel versus Latang. Kessel, they're probably not going to be able to move. So maybe I think the contract is prohibitive there. I really do. So maybe the message taking was taking a shot at his weight. No, no, that's uh, yeah, I heavier mean, to move. 
big fella. But they might try be trying tough love with him. Like, hey, we can't get rid of you. You got to get your act, you know, your act together and toughen up or whatever. Because I, I've never heard a coach come on and go, yeah, there's nothing really significantly wrong with him. He just stunk. <laughs> he didn't throw in the last part. I but, know, but yeah. like, he didn't have to. Yeah. But with Latang, who he was visibly upset with at times, he is saying nothing but. You know, superlatives and how great he is. The other theory could be that he just said what he said about Kessel because Kessel's oblivious, so it doesn't matter what anybody says There's about that him. There's that, too. What do you say? Huh? And he knows uh, Latang is listening. Whereas Latang's a little uh, fragile uh, confidence-wise. Yeah. Okay, you gotta, that, yeah, that's... you got to pump him up and, hey, go into the offseason and work out hard because we really need you. And... Yeah. Our friend Dave Damashek saying, shame, he said, yeah, shame on all the Penguin fans. Who have been uh, riding Chris Letang after he was responsible? You know, without him, we wouldn't have had at least two of the cups. I mean, you can appreciate somebody's work in the past while also yeah. saying that they fell short. Now, that I don't comments, agree with that. Comments on what just happened are not a referendum on on 2016 right. and 2017. Right. Just now, because they won the last two years doesn't mean we can't talk about why they didn't win this year. I also think Letang can be great next year. Again, I don't necessarily think he lost it. I think he came back from a significant injury that we didn't talk enough about. We talked about the injury, but we didn't talk about we talked about him being injured and coming back from it. We didn't actually talk a lot about that. You know, neck surgery. It's a big deal. I'm sure it is. It might have clipped a little bit of the blood going to his head, which controls decision making, Mike. Yeah, I just. I don't know that at this stage of his career he's going to come back and play sound and play smart and play disciplined. I think he can do it. Don't know if he will. I think he can skate like the wind. He can shoot the puck. He's capable, but that that the performance late in the Capital Series was, to me, really revealing. Wasn't he kind of like that all year? Yeah. He did some but things in that Philly series. I wouldn't have cared so much about Woo. most of the year if he had done better in the playoffs, but he didn't do better in the playoffs. This is like Tommy John surgery for your neck. That's how I'm looking at it. He's going to work be out, good next year. He's going to work out like a maniac, so next year he's going to remember to have some awareness on a two-on-two and actually cover the guy he's supposed to cover. I, he possibly. Who knows? He's, he's going to stop taking dumb penalties. Maybe Sully's got some sort of like uh, boot camp set up for this guy to reteach him. See, what they need to do is, you remember those old hockey games where you had the rods and you pulled the levers and yeah. you made the guys oh, yeah. move? They need to put a big groove in the ice and put him on a <laughs> on a thing so he stays in the middle and doesn't end up over by the boards. You know, those guys just went north-south. Bill Deasy's going to join us next hour to talk about the Pittsburgh Summer Concert Series. Stan the middle was covered, Randy. You, you had your guys, you could turn them and you didn't just give up breakaways to the Russian metal guy. It's the DVE Morning Show. On demand? That's right. The DV Morning Show is on demand. All you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app, put it on your tablet or your smartphone. It's free. It's free. Search DVE and we're there. Take us with you wherever you go. You can have DVE with you all over the world with iHeartRadio. It's that simple. Uh, a little bit later on. You know, we were just talking about the fact that uh, GMs usually come out and talk after a team has been eliminated and they mm-hmm. give you a list of injuries and tell you all these guys were battling like, you know, like civil war wounds. <laughs> <laughs> Sucking chest Like wounds. the knight in Monty Python. Right. 
Shattered pelvises. But they shouldn't be celebrated if they stunk. No, they should not. Yeah, so if they femurs. stunk and they were hurt, you shouldn't be like, oh man, you know what? He really, he really yeah. gutted it out there. That he gutted he, it out to minus eight. And we got beaten <laughs> five. <laughs> that that be. took guts. Yeah, like yeah. Wayne Simmons, he had a broken hip and a broken patella yeah. and all this other stuff. And but he totally sucked against the Penguins. Yeah. <laughs> and, he did, and everybody was like, ah. Oh, what a tough guy. It's like, no, what a dumbass. You you, were, you could barely move. Yeah, maybe the coach should have put somebody in that could play. Yeah, you know. I don't know, but the other team doesn't know. They just think you see. Look up with, with Phil. Every Penguin fan was convinced something was really wrong with Phil. Oh, he had a, a Seriously wrong. fractured collarbone. I, I mean, I was speculating everything. I thought for sure there was something, something with his might wrist. Be. Two broken wrists. El- elbow. Something might be. You think he just has, it hasn't hit his brain yet that he's injured? Uh, just, yo. <laughs> like a dinosaur? <laughs> you can punch it on the tail and run around the other side and it still hasn't felt it yet? <laughs> what are you looking at me weird for? What are you looking oh! <laughs> Got me again. All right. Well, now we get to turn our attention to other sports here in Pittsburgh. Lester, that's why Lester Holt is here to do the evening news to figure out how we're going to cope without winning a Stanley Cup oh, for the third consecutive yeah. season. Clearly a baseball fan. Yeah. Uh, well, we're right. The Buccos were coming back after that big come-from-behind win yesterday, and they'll have Kutch uh, in a Giants uniform. And uh, diehard p- Pirate fans can't wait to tell you how bad Kutch stinks this year. But will people show up at the ballpark to see him? Not only that, he'll get a huge ovation. Oh, he should. Oh, yeah. Yes, he should. I agree with that. I wonder if he'll do a tribute video. I don't know, but you know, it's not far off that uh, Steelers training camps are be going on, right? Mini camp, rookie camps this weekend. Oh man, it's rookie right camp is this weekend. Hey guys! Oh hey, oh, Steely, Steely. McVeigh. Hey Steely, Steely, what have you been up to there? Well, I just got back from the Met Ball. The Met Ball, the huge fashion gala in New York. No, you know the Mets mascot, Mister Met. Yeah, the guy with the ball for a head. Yeah, yeah. He's got a big shindig for the Derby every year. Uh-huh. Miles, the Broncos mascot, races war paint, the Chiefs horse mascot oh, in the backyard. Cool. Yeah. We gamble on it. Sure. We take ayahuasca. <laughs> yeah. We just really melt our faces off and just right. bond with each other, you know? Yeah. A good old-fashioned mascot meltdown. Sounds fun. <laughs> hey, what jersey is that you're wearing? Oh, this? Yeah. Yeah. This here's a Mason Rudolph jersey. Oh, yeah. I haven't been this excited for a draft pick in a long, long, long time. <laughs> Wait, what? Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Steely, you know, maybe you didn't hear, but uh, when you were gone, Ben, he's not a big fan of the Steelers having drafted Mason Rudolph. He's actually kind of pissed about it. Oh, really? Huh. Well, that doesn't sound like the Ben Roethlisberger I know. <laughs> wow. Steely. Jeez, I thought you were a big fan of Ben's. Well, why can't I be a fan of Ben and his younger, better-looking replacement? Sorry, but that's just being a Steeler fan. So what, were you a big fan of Mason Rudolph when he was at Oklahoma State? or? No. I'm a big fan of the fact that Mason Rudolph has never pantsed me in front of the team uh. or called me a big-jawed Twinkie and punched me in the face to see if cream came out of my ears. Also, Mason Rudolph has never hidden my beam on top of the scoreboard or used my hard hat for a toilet or donated my dump truck to the city of Findlay, Ohio without telling me or thrown a 
tight spiral right at my teeth or use me as a paddleboard to float over to the point. So until Mason Rudolph shoves my head in a scalding vat of tomato soup at training camp every freaking year, yeah, I'm a big Mason Rudolph fan. Yeah, I got uh, it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I understand. Hey, uh, you want to sign the card I got for Mace? Mace? Yeah. yeah, I'm just going to put it here in this care package basket I got for him. You know, right. just some stuff that he might need or forgot about. Nice like wow. basket. Uh, some protection, SPF right. 50 yeah. for training camp. That you know, was... some wet wipes in here, nice. gold bond, <laughs> a little Look. Carmex for his lips. What? Fast acting, <laughs> tenactin. Yeah, fun comfort snacks. Yeah, you got Chocolate s- pretzel, sure. Spunkmeyer uh, cookies. Uh-huh. Also, I knitted him a hand muff to keep uh. his golden hands warm on those cold game days. <laughs> OMG, I can't wait till he gets here and replaces Ben <laughs> Meanest Burger. All right, settle down, Steely. <laughs> Want to hear my cheer? No. Yeah, you do. Rudolph, with your arm so strong, <laughs> won't you get out, much? Steely? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> Yeah, bye. <laughs> it's 63 degrees now at DVE. The news is brought to us by Channel 11 News on Fox 53 weeknights at 10. NBC Universal has concluded its investigation of Matt Lauer and found themselves innocent of any wrongdoing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, good news. We found out we didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, we've absolved ourselves. But the media company did find the former Today Show host's accusers credible. In the report, four women who filed complaints against Lauer late last year confirmed they did not tell their direct manager or anyone else in a position of authority about their sexual encounters with Lauer. Still, investigators concluded there is not a widespread or systemic pattern of inappropriate behavior at NBC News. The report included a number of changes to help improve NBC's work culture and make people more comfortable reporting bad behavior. For his part, Lauer was found to have frequently engaged in sexual banter or joking in open working environments. He was fired by NBC News last November after a colleague complained to executives about his inappropriate sexual behavior in the workplace. Just the one video alone of Meredith Vieira Mm -hmm. that surfaced where she's like bending over to pick something up and he's like, oh, yeah. I like that view. Right there. Like, even if that's like a joke, that is such a creepy, weird joke to make to a coworker. Right. Like, and do you, I mean, it's inappropriate, but do you get fired for joking with people? Like, it has to, they can't be coming clean about this. Well, something tells me that didn't just pop out of nowhere. I, I guess, I'm guessing that's how he would speak to everyone all the time. He's the creepy sexual guy in the office. <laughs> is he done? Is he done forever? No, they're all going to come back eventually. I don't know. Did you see when? The, Charlie... the same season? Or is it going to be like they vote somebody back in? Remember Charlie Rose was going to do a show yes. in which he only interviewed other people accused. Who, who got accused? Like, who wants to watch that show? I, I found out that he's the one who was pitching that show. Oh, my God. And and the the clap back, you know, the uh, the the outrage that ensued was so great that it was immediately harpooned. Well, you can tell when somebody is actually guilty of doing that stuff when they are so sociopathic that they come up with ideas after the fact that are completely ridiculous and tone deaf and, you know... Try to normalize it. Yeah, belie any sense that they might not have done that because they would never suggest doing that. No. If they were falsely accused, they have to be that kind of tone deaf. Like, what do you mean? I don't. I didn't do anything wrong. Kind of person. 
Pennsylvania's sixth marijuana assessment clinic will open in Harrison Township, Allegheny County in June. Officials say compassionate certification centers will take over a former pain management clinic on Freeport Road next month. That clinic will screen patients to certify if they have one of the 22 qualified medical conditions needed to get a medical marijuana card in the state. If you want to remember things, stop talking. According to a new study out of Scotland, if you want to remember things, just shut up. Researchers found if you just take in experiences silently and go for 10 minutes without saying anything, you will remember them more vividly and more thoroughly than if you talk through it. Isn't this sunset beautiful, sweetheart? <laughs> shut up. Shut, <laughs> shut your mouth. I just want to remember this. I want to for remember 10 this. Minutes. Please, please shut up. Just shut it. Shut your mouth. <laughs> I guess coffee shop employees will be the next ones replaced in the workplace. A robot barista in San Francisco is dazzling customers by serving 400 people a day. The robot is called Cafe X and is pretty much just an animatronic arm, but it's been programmed to deliver any drink your neighborhood barista can, and it only costs 25 grand, which <laughs> is low compared to salaries of full-time employees with benefits. If it's able to crank out perfect drinks, could it give uh, coffee shops a run for its money, Uh, especially considering customers don't have to tip or deal with bad attitudes? Is it programmed to call the cops on black guys waiting for their (laughs) friends? Because if it isn't, they're missing an opportunity there to stay consistent. Yeah. Speaking of the workplace, hooking up with co-workers is nothing new, but it seems it happens in some industries way more than others. According to a new survey, these are the jobs where employees are most likely to cheat with someone at the office. Education, number one. 30, teachers. Yes, 33%. Teachers are hot for teachers. Yes. Teachers pet. Finance and insurance. Insurance. Insurance, 30%. Maybe they go to all those insurance conventions. What was that movie with Ed Ed Helms? The Iowa movie? The one where they went to an insurance convention in Iowa? Yeah. I can't remember. Was it called Des Moines? Maybe. Manufacturing is next. After that, it's government and public administration, which I would have guessed was number one. Yeah, government. Uh, Medical and healthcare. Cedar Rapids was the name of the movie. Uh, Technology. Wholesale and retail and hotel food services and hospitality. Those are the most common jobs. That's where they get it on. Most common industries where people cheat with coworkers. If you work in a coffee shop, you cheat with a robotic arm. Yeah. (laughs) Mother's Day coming up this Sunday. (laughs) 75% of people are planning to buy their mom a gift, which is up from 70% last year. It's also way higher than Father's Day. Only 61% of dads getting gifts. Last year, we're also planning to spend 30 bucks more this year than last year. The average person will spend about $88 this year. Middle kids spend the most on mom. That's me. That's feeling a lot of pressure right right now. Trying to get attention. You got to take care of mom. Middle kid syndrome. I don't get her gifts, though. I just send her flowers and I'll go up and I have brunch with her and stuff and hang out. Well, well, that's really nice. That's that's That's, a gift. That's all you need to do. She probably enjoys your company. But I mean, it's not like I go and get her something like that she a needs. Trinket. Yeah. Two thirds of us check with siblings to see what they're getting mom before we buy a gift. And then half will try to one up them and get something better. And what does mom really want? Something sentimental. The number one thing. Lunch or dinner with her kids. 
comes in second, followed by something homemade, a vacation, and a gift card. Now, my mom wants a watch, and it's really expensive, so she's not getting it. She's actually pointed it out? Oh, yeah. She goes to visit it <laughs> at Nordstrom. You're not going to go in on it? Nope. Not at all. She goes and visits the she, watch. Yeah. She goes to visit it. They all know her. <laughs> hey, I'm no. here to see my watch. Come on. Hey, Sandy. How's it going? Get out. Got your watch right here. Sitting, How expensive waiting. is this watch that you guys Way... aren't going to get it for? Way too expensive. <laughs> what do you think is expensive for a watch? Well, I don't even want to get into numbers because no, I, I, okay. I don't know. But I would I would guess that it, between the three of you, it has to be pretty expensive if you guys aren't is willing thousands to- thousands expensive? <laughs> yes, very yeah. expensive. Thousands is expensive, right? <laughs> yes, thousands. Yeah. Is it diamond encrusted? It better be. Is it? I haven't oh, seen, you haven't it. seen it. it. No, I don't know. I haven't gone on these visits. Is it a Stanley Cup commemorative watch? <laughs> Mike McCready of Pearl Jam and KT Tunstall teamed up to cover I Won't Back Down by Tom Petty. Covers dedicated to people who have been protesting for various causes around the world. And the song's video includes footage and photos from various events over the past year. Tunstall says thanks to all the amazing fans who sent in photos and footage of meaningful protests where they have stood up against injustice all over the world. Proceeds from that track will go to Pearl Jam's Vitology Foundation. Jane Fonda, done with men. She tells Extra, uh, quote, I'm not dating anymore, but I did up until a couple of years ago. I'm 80. I've closed up shop down there, end quote. Oh, man. Uh, Jane's, it's all boarded up. Right. <laughs> Jane, <laughs> Jane stars in Book Club about four older women who experience a sexual awakening after reading Fifty Shades of Grey. And that opens next Friday. I don't think those Friday. are the kinds of grey we're talking about. <laughs> she was inordinately, it still is, inordinately beautiful. Beautiful. For, like, it just, I mean. Great, great surgeon. Oh, you think? Did she have now? Punch? Well, now, yeah, I guess she's eighty. But I mean, like, yeah, she was like, you know, when she broke on the scene, doing well, yeah. like Cat Baloo and stuff when she was in her twenties. Beautiful. She's just insanely gorgeous. When was she putting out those videos in the eighties? Yeah. yeah, and she was probably in her forties. Well, then? yeah, so she's so eighty now. Fifties, yeah. Yeah, she was kind of old doing that killing stuff. it in those spandex, those uh, those leggings, those. Leggings. Do you remember those? Dude. What, are, what are those? Ankle warmers. Leg, yeah. leg warmers. Leg, leg warmers. Ankle warmers. Yeah. <laughs> leg warmers. Cankle warmers. <laughs> she was so gorgeous in the movie On Golden Pond. Yeah. I, I, I watched it like 10 times when I was like 12. I, was I had say, no business watching young. that movie, but I was just like, God, she's so gorgeous. God, why is her dad so mean? <laughs> oh, that's her dad in real life? And he's that mean in real he's life. that mean. Yeah. <laughs> right. Celebrities starring in the new Solo, a Star Wars story, will flood Hollywood Boulevard tonight at the film's premiere. Actors Paul Bettany and Woody Harrelson, among others, are expected to make appearances. The release of the latest Star Wars movie is so big, there will be three showings at the El Capitan, the TCL Chinese, and Dolby Theaters in Hollywood, which the trailer looked pretty good. Donald Glover as uh, Lando, right? I, I didn't see it. I didn't see the trailer because I just... I haven't tuned into any of this. Like, I've been trying to get in tune with it. Well, they showed it before um, the Avengers. Avengers. Yeah. So. Yeah, Val saw the Avengers. What'd you think? Great. Is Lester Holt in it? He is not. No. They, sh- they That's a miscast. They no, yeah, they should have been in it. Should have been in there. I'm 17 movies behind, so I'm going to try to watch them all. It- I asked three people. You know, we asked uh, uh, Huffy, yep. uh, our, uh, our CHP yep. mo- uh, superhero, Marvel comic movie 
reviewer and Sean Collier, if I haven't seen all the movies, will I understand this? And they both said, no. 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 There were characters I didn't know who they were. But it's still a really good movie. But- it's kind of funny. I don't know. I like the... I like the Warriors. I didn't know any of those gangs. <laughs> Which movies have you seen? I don't know. Did you see I, Guardians of the have, Galaxy? Have yeah, I saw seen, the first one. I didn't see the second one. Have you seen That's Iron Man? Man? Yeah. Captain I, America? Uh, Yeah. Well, the first one I saw a little bit of. Did you see Winter Soldier? No. What's Did that? Did you see Captain America Civil War? No. I didn't even know there was that many. I saw a little bit of Wonder Woman. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. I don't know I've if that's a movie it. that I just said. I don't know if that's Oh, okay. You could just say what? that kind of stuff yeah. to me. What did you say? Captain uh, America what? Civil War? Civil War. I think that is I one. thought that was the Avengers Civil War. Oh, maybe know. it is. Doesn't matter. What's but you dug that, it, though. Wait, wait, what's out now? Infinity War. Yeah, it's very good. It's 240. Two hours and 40 but minutes. But you don't. You don't, The time doesn't even occur to you. Did you see so, Black Panther? No. You're not woke. Haven't seen it yet. Uh, I haven't seen all of Wonder Woman. I just caught part of it on the way by, but but yeah. that's a different. That's DC Comics, yeah. right? All right, I don't know the difference. Yeah, different different universes. Marvel, yeah. DC. Okay, DC is Batman. But there Superman. were two characters in this movie. I'm like, who are those people? I don't even know. Who <laughs> well, they we're all are. the way down to Wasp Man. <laughs> I mean, Seems it's like, it's it's getting pretty far down there. Ant Man was like that, that. That's where I drew the line. I never watched Ant Man. I I heard it's it was actually great. pretty good. It I is. heard it was great. They all are. All that's what you hear about all of them. It's actually pretty good. It's really good. Because did you see Mothman? No, I didn't see Mothman. The prophecies I saw. <laughs> Look, uh, the next thing I'm going to sit down and watch universe. is the Cobra Kai TV show. I hear it's great. Yeah, is Brett Ernst is in it. I know. Is he? Yes. That's why we got to see it. Oh, my gosh. How for much is a membership many for reasons. that thing? Oh, I got to buy a membership? Yeah, I think yeah, it's Yeah, it's pay. YouTube Red. They're <sighs> trying to do that streaming thing. I think the first episode or two is free. Yeah. All right. Um... <laughs> that's a... Google it right now. I will. <laughs> Forecast today, scattered showers and thunderstorms, mid-70s for the high. It's 64 at DVE. Did you see Titsy Fly Man? Have you seen that one? <laughs> I haven't. How's that? Gargantuan Wars. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. Netwoman. Um, <laughs> Mike Myers wants to do another Austin Powers from the perspective of Doctor Evil. Hmm. Starts at Minnie Me's funeral. It, uh, well, that that was that's Sad. the first thing I thought. It'd be hard uh, for him to do without Vern Troyer. Apparently, he was on Jimmy Kimmel show and broke down talking about it. Yeah. That was his mini him. Yeah, they, uh, I guess they were pretty close. But uh, he wants to do it from the perspective of Dr. Evil. He said, Dr. Evil 1, Austin Powers 4. I don't know. I think Mike Myers uh, needs to do other things. But I'd he, like to see the origin story uh, of Fat Bastard. Oh, there you go. He could start doing <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. Origin story of Fat Bastard would be great. I think. Wait, wait was Dr. Evil in the Infinity War? Was he in that Dr. movie? Dr. Evil. <laughs> do you know that he's 54 years old? Mike Myers. He hasn't been in a movie since Inglorious Bastards in 2009. Does that seem possible? Does that, that math work wait, out what, right? He must was have he made in some that? good cash. Yeah. What was he? What? He was the English officer who in the map room who was like oh, going okay. over yeah. the plan. Wow. So he hasn't been in a movie in nine years. And that nine years ago, he was 45. Really? Is this a self-induced? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I think he went through like a weird period there. I'm not sure. 
After the love guru, he was like, ugh. The love guru is I think like, I'm done. It, that's a prime example of why you need people around you who tell you you suck. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you don't have people around you to tell you when you suck, you make the love guru. <laughs> right. <laughs> Definitely. Because everybody was afraid. It's like Elvis. Like, one of yeah. Elvis's friends could have been like, hey, King. Hey, dude. I know you're going to get really mad at me right now. You're so high. You're all the time. sweating like yeah. a maniac. You're sweating Elvis. like a pig. And that one scene from the documentary on HBO when he gets in the car after the show. And, yeah, and his and eyes are going His eyes are like all direction. googly eyes. like, how does sound to their boys? And everyone's like, sound great, Elvis. Sound great. unbelievable. No, you're the best, King. Like, one person could have just been like, actually... You forgot the lyrics to Amazing Grace, and you just started singing about a fuzzy bear. It was very embarrassing, and uh, you got to clean it up, Elvis. How you like this shirt, boys? Good. The collar is the, the height of a privacy fence, but yeah, it looks good. Right. Looks good, Elvis. Someone needs to step Everything's in. Everything's great. And uh, Val, this story's for you. Oh. In 2013, Kendra Jackson was in a nasty car accident. Uh, vehicle she was in was hit hard from behind. The force of the impact propelled her head Onto the dash in front of her. This happened to me one time. I it's I screwed up my neck when I was in high school because of this. Oh I got a bad accident. Um, a few weeks after the crash, she came down with a serious case of the sniffles. Okay, she recovered from the injuries. Mm-hmm. Okay, doctor said you're you're fine. She was sneezing, coughing, and blowing her nose all day long in bed. The fluid running down the back of her nose. Yeah, her sinuses would make her cough. She had like post nasal drip. Yeah, mm-hmm. just wouldn't stop. It was going on for a long, long time. So she went to doctors, and uh, they said originally, eh, it's probably allergies. All right. Lot, right now, a lot sure. of people experiencing allergies. Oh, yeah. It's pollen season. And we've all seen that viral video by now of that. The pollen. The pollen tree. The <laughs> truck in Jersey hit. So she goes to seek out a second opinion. She's like, this is too much. Mm-hmm. What she thought was actually snot. She have a monster inside her. It was cerebrospinal fluid. Oh. Her brain was leaking <sighs> fluid from the accident. Oh my god. For years. Oh my god. That fluid's important, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Seems like it would be. Right. You lose too much of it, you laugh at the love guru. <laughs> <laughs> this fluid serves the function of providing mechanical protection of the brain through cushioning or buffering, as well as playing a role in its immuno- immunologic protection, said the uh, doctor, Dr. Brad Marple, at this uh, University of Texas hospital where they treated this woman normally it's contained within the watertight confines of the skull but occasionally an area of disruption can develop between the intracranial cavity and air faces air filled spaces within the skull the sinuses are examples of air filled spaces within the skull that share a thin common wall with the intracranial cavity and serve as a common route for a csf leak under these circumstances the cerebrospinal fluid can drip from the nose and be mistaken for a runny nose. Ugh. She was blowing her brains out of her oh, head every day when she was blowing literally. her nose. Wow. Is that, what, that you... fluid has to be clear then. It's not like red or tinted Bloody at all. Because yeah. They used a tiny camera to go to the site of the leak, and uh, they used fatty tissue to plug it up. I was going to say, how, can you fix that? Get yeah. some, some brain spackle. I wonder That's if it. that... Uh... <laughs> you need some brain spackle. That stuff replenishes, or do you just lose it? I would think it does because if yeah. she was leaking that much over that amount of time, she'd be dead. Probably. Eventually, you think the tank would be on E. 
I like how she was right on top of it. Just <laughs> waited a couple years. <laughs> yeah, but that happens all the time. People have 65-pound tumors. We did a story last week. Some woman had like a 125-pound tumor. I just don't know how it gets that big. Where was it? And it was growing in her abdomen. It was growing at 10 pounds a week. I mean, that's just crazy. 10 pounds? How? There was that guy that had one on his ball. <laughs> oh, my God. That poor dude. <laughs> He was like, he was eating TV dinners off of it. He, he was. He was like setting the table, like putting a napkin over it, putting the silverware out, putting a drink on it. He had a wheelball barrel. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought that was a, a poof to sit on. Wasn't no? a poof? Okay. Wasn't, wasn't there a celebrity who paid for it or something like that? That I guy Stern yeah. had something to do with getting that guy surgery. Maybe it was. I don't know. He Yeah, he might have had him on. That guy lived, right? And then felt bad. Yeah. But it was like, that one was like 100 pounds. 110 oh. or 20 pounds. Yeah, so I don't know how that stuff, uh, people let it go that long. You're just lugging it around. It happens, though. Oh Again, do you God. have no Here's friends? Like, hey, dude, maybe get that tumor looked at. Yeah, but what about, like, sometimes people have, like, oh, come on, why are you showing me that? <laughs> He's so Val, what is, what is your problem? Oh, dear Lord. Oh, look how content he is laying in bed like that. <laughs> we, can't, we can't put that I mean, up on the side. No. <laughs> Talk about a love sack. Val's. <laughs> love sack. Love sack. sack. GMJR talking to the media yesterday. <laughs> As the Penguins cleaned out their lockers, a uh, a pretty rosy description of Chris Letang's abilities from uh, the coach and the GM, and kind of a little bit of a shot taken at Phil the Thrill. Hear the GM's comments when Mike comes in with your sports next. Also, the Buckos welcome Andrew McCutcheon back home this weekend. Sports next. And after that, Bill Deasy's going to give us the uh, rundown of the Pittsburgh Summer Concert Series. Bill's in charge of booking South Park and Hartwood Acres every weekend during the summer. Free concerts all summer long. So, so great. So our buddy Bill Deasy will come in to tell you about that coming up. DVE Sports. Mike Pursuta with your sports right now on the DVE Morning Show. Mike. Sports is our brought to you by Sport Clips. The Pirates were... 1-15 and 15 when trailing after eight innings when they went to the plate in the top of the ninth yesterday afternoon on the south side of Chicago. But five batters later, they had a 6-5 lead. And after turning around that 5-2 ninth inning deficit and beating the White Sox 6-5, the Bucks are now 2-15 and 15 when trailing after eight innings. That doesn't sound all that great, but it's a... Sign that uh, they keep swinging as long as there are swings to take. And so far this year, that's added up to 21-16 and 16 for the Pirates. We'll have a day off today, and they're getting ready to welcome the San Francisco Giants to PNC Park on Friday night. That 5-2 deficit disappeared after a uh, Starling Marte single, a Josh Bell single, a Corey Dickerson ground out that moved the runners to second and third, a two-run double, by Elias Diaz, and then a two-run dinger from Colin Moran. The Lumber Company. It, uh, nice W for the Bucks. It happened in the relative blink of an eye. Pretty cool stuff for the Pirates. We're now 8-3-1 in series. Not cool for the guy who was at my gym screaming at the TV who obviously bet on the White Sox. Why would he do that? 
Yeah, that that needs to be. That's not a good examined. bet. The White Sox fall to nine and twenty-five. They're not <laughs> his first game betting this season. They're not. We were like good. the only two people in the gym, and he's like screaming at the TV. Maybe he's screaming at me. I don't know. I thought he was screaming at the TV. But you had to have bet on the White Sox. You couldn't be that upset about the White Sox losing. If you're a White Sox fan, I don't think you care that they lose at this point. <laughs> That's what I mean. Unless maybe if you're a White Sox fan, you think, wow, three-run lead in the ninth. Maybe today's the day. Will people start going back to the ballpark? I'm really curious to find out. The weather is not great coming up. I'm going. I'm going it's, Friday night. It's cloudy. Are you really? I'm wondering yeah. what Kutch will have to say upon his return. He's kind of said as much as he can about his time here in Pittsburgh. That Players' Tribune article he wrote was beautiful. Yeah, I don't care about that so much or even his return. I just want to get back to going to baseball games. I have, uh, I feel like I've been gifted a month of my life that I didn't have the last two years. The Penguins. So I'm going to take yeah. advantage of it. Schedule opened up, did it? Go to some ball games and play some golf. and Might even do some stuff around the house. Ah, who am I kidding? I'm going to... Go to some ball games and play some golf. Yeah, you're gonna. Your wife just heard that. She's like, her her alert went up. Yep, like bleep you are. You can go play golf after you clean the garage out. <laughs> Penguins were cleaning stuff out yesterday. Good transition there, Bill. The annual uh, last media availability featured the annual revelation of all the injuries everybody played with. During the postseason, uh, that uh, was nobody in. died, right? Surprisingly, uh, the revelation of injuries did not include anything particularly wrong with Phil Kessel. Here's head coach Mike Sullivan. I'm not going to disclose any of our injuries. You know, it, he was dealing with bumps and bruises, just like some of our other guys. Um, I'd rather not get into the, you know, the list of injuries that guys had. But you know, it was it was nothing significant. I can tell you that. Now, uh, Phil Kessel didn't speak to the media, but uh, I caught up with him later at a hot dog stand, and he was not real pleased. I really don't care what Sully said. <laughs> he does impressions now? <laughs> Sounded a lot like Barry Trotz yeah, there, didn't he? he really yeah. did. He, he was all scrunched down, too. He was <laughs> hiding his neck. He should have just made something up about Phil. He had his foot amputated in the third game. He's got a torn pancreas. He's got a donut lodged in his duodenum. <laughs> <laughs> Probably does. Uh, Derek Broussard uh, had an injury that uh, General Manager Jim Rutherford said uh, was very difficult to play with. Broussard did not want to go into detail about that. Uh, the conversation with Broussard was more along the lines of why didn't more happen after the Penguins acquired Broussard. Uh According to Rutherford, the injury was a factor. Uh, according to Broussard, uh, a factor was that he had a hard time adjusting to playing a reduced role. He had been used to being a one or a two centerman mm -hmm. with the Rangers and with Ottawa, and he was not that here. Uh, Couldn't be. thought that was interesting that um, a lot of people talked when he initially got here about how he was going to have to adjust to playing a more open attacking style of game coming from Ottawa where it was defense first. And as it turned out, that wasn't the adjustment that was troubling to Broussard. It was playing fewer minutes and uh, having to function that way, a way he was not used to functioning. Um, one of the things that was kicked around yesterday and had been kicked around upon the Penguins' acquisition of Broussard was playing him at wing 
to get him more minutes since he's not going to get more minutes as a number one or a number two center. Broussard uh, talked about that yesterday and said he's all all for it if if that's the way Mike Sullivan wants to play it. Yeah, I think I'm open for it. I think uh, that's something me and Sully talked about before. Uh, maybe something that we uh, next year it could happen. Maybe I could I could play in uh, on the wing on uh, one of the, on the top two lines, and that, that those those are probably the minutes I could I could reach. You know, I could get maybe a little bit more ice time and everything. Um, but yeah, it's it's all going to depend what Sully wants to do, and uh, I'm sure he's going to have a plan for all summer uh, to think about it and. I'm open to do anything. We have talks before playoff starts, uh, but he, he, he wanted us to have you know, four, four centers, and he felt like at, at that position, nobody in the league was stronger than us, and I, which I really under, I understand that point. Center is probably one of the most important positions out there. So uh, for next year, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what's going to happen in training camp, but I, I think we're both open for, for it. Yeah, they might both be open for it, but uh, Sullivan sounded yesterday like a guy who still considers Derek Broussard a center. I know he was excited about it because, you know, he's on a team that 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 we think has a chance to win, and uh, he's playing behind two generational talents, and and so because of that, he played a very different role than he's than he's accustomed to play. Um, I think there's. There was, a, there was a feeling out or process or an adjustment process that he went through. Um, I don't know that if we ever got there to the comfort level where we know he's capable of being the player that, that he is. And so, um, but I, as I said, I, I believe Brass is a really good center iceman. He's a good, solid two-way center iceman, and I think he will be that moving forward. Yeah, I think their starting point next year should be, I don't know if they're going to play it this way, but it should be, Broussard is the number three center and Riley Shane is the number four center. And I, I get that Shane got here before Broussard and he was starting to really play well when they acquired Broussard, but Derek Broussard is Derek Broussard and Riley Shane is Riley Shane. And if Shane's your fourth line center, then you got a real strong down the middle to build around, right? What if you put sure. Shane in, as your third line center and make um, Broussard a winger? Yeah, I'd rather have Broussard playing center. I think that's what he does. That's who he is. That's what they went out to get. They wanted a winger. They should have gone out and got a winger. Shane probably played better than Broussard throughout that series. Yeah, but he had that injury. He had a cavity, which is <laughs> tough to play. You know, when you're out there on the ice, you ever breathe in? You ever have ice cream when you have a cavity? Sure, it's tough. Nerve pain. Well, they had a it, cold too. You know, he went out mm-hmm. and uh, shoveled his driveway when we had that storm, and I think it settled down in his kidneys. Shouldn't have done. It's that. funny though that they they kind of they kind of jagged Kessel a little bit. They. Pumped up the tires of Chris Letang. Still an elite defenseman in Mike Sullivan's estimation. And they basically said, no, nah, we didn't make a mistake with Broussard. The timing was just bad. Yeah. I would agree with them. I think that guy's a hell of a hockey player. I don't know. Uh, Maybe. I wouldn't give up on them that quick. Yeah. I, he's not I mean, the I sole thought... reason we lost. And I don't think he was playing necessarily horribly. He just didn't produce anything. People want to compare it to the Aginla they do. trade, and it's really not the same. I mean, that was, they brought him here to to play with Sid, and Sid was like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't I don't want to play with him. <laughs> they, they bought like, maybe Brass here to play center. And he's not going to be the top two center if Malkin's healthy. No. But I think, you know, I don't remember anybody. Uh, Jordan Stahl 
wanted a bigger role when he was here, but he still had a significant role when he was the third-line center. Three-headed monster. That's not a throwaway position to me. So it's not – to me, the question is, should Broussard play center or wing? It should, it's should he play ahead of Riley Shane? And I think he absolutely should. Quick break. We'll be right back. Bill Deasy's going to tell us about the Pittsburgh Summer Concerts. It's the DVE Morning Show. The irony of the, 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 the singer and the, uh, the leader of the gathering field now booking concerts where everyone will gather in a field. <laughs> wow, that's pretty <laughs> good, yeah. That? Bill Deasy. Did you just think of that right this second? Make sure, yeah. Make sure you're not lost in America. No, I'm screwing it up. No, no but I will get lost going to South Park. But other, you know, occasionally getting home from Hartwood. Um, the summer concert series is upon us, and Bill Deasy joining us here on the DVE Morning Show. Bill is the guy who puts together this unbelievable lineup of music that is free all summer long. Friday nights at South Park. Correct. Sunday at Hartwood. Yes. The Allegheny County Summer Concert Series. So. Uh, let's run through a list of let's do South Park first. Yes, and we all went to see uh, the Common Heart last year out there. Oh, that was such so a great show! And for those who have not been, that facility at South Park is perfect. I love that venue. I I yeah, like that too. as much as Hartwood. It's a little more intimate. It's it's about the third a third of the size of Hartwood, but mm-hmm. it's really we have great shows there. It was much easier to get in and out of than I had remembered. It had been a couple of years since I'd been out there. It's not bad. Yeah, I I'm from I grew up in Penn Hills, so South Hills was like a foreign world to me. <laughs> right. But since I go there every Friday, I now realize it's really not uh, it's really not that bad. No, I, I, I've I just moved to the South Hills, but I'm the same way. I grew up in the East, so every time I go there, I'm like, "Is this where are they playing where the Buffalo are?" <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know how to get around, but yeah, it's real easy. Yeah. So you got a great lineup, and starting things off in uh, South Park, starting it off classy. Yep, with the Pittsburgh Opera on June 1st. They play every year, and they're always awesome. Like four or five uh-huh. opera singers will do their thing. Uh, then June 8th. A really amazing um, blues guitar player and singer, Samantha Fish. Yeah. Nice. Like, like she's awesome. Where uh, is she based out of? Uh, I want to say Nashville, but I just might have just made that up. She's I really like, don't know. <laughs> she's always featured in like viral videos of, oh my God, check this girl out playing so guitar. Cool, yeah. yeah, she's a badass on guitar. Yeah, she really is. Uh, June 15th is the Tamboritsons, who are always a big, big draw and a good oh, yeah. show. Um, June 22nd is a local country guy named Justin Fabus. Uh, the Pittsburgh Symphony are the one uh, the following weekend, and that's the one night of the summer. It's not a Friday. It's on Saturday, June 30th. Oh, really? They do that every year. I don't, I'm not exactly sure why. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> but uh, the Pittsburgh Symphony, June 30th. July 6th, uh, Pittsburgh guy uh, who was on The Voice, Chris yes. Jameson. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's great. Yeah, he is great. Um, then July 13th, is Jim Donovan and Sun King Warriors uh, with the Hawkeyes. This is an yeah, awesome rock show. show. Yeah. Uh, th- the Sun King Warriors right now are getting an yeah. unbelievably uh, a big-time rep for just being an amazing live mm-hmm. show. Yeah, something's yeah. happening. They're just clicking. They're getting traction. Jim's a badass, and he's yeah. got like the percussion in all of those songs is so great and intricate and ornate and... It's made, you know, yeah, people want to go and dance, and he he makes it happen on yeah. every song. He's such a good guy, too, yeah, he man. Is. He's like the nicest person. For sure. Happy for those guys. Jim John, Jim Donovan and the Sun King Warriors with the Hawkeyes, no less. Yes, that'll be a great, great rock show. Yeah, they're a, they're a, yeah, an awesome band. Okay, July 20th is a 
pretty well-known country band called Thompson Square. It's a mm-hmm. husband and wife team, and they've had a few number one songs, and that'll be pretty big. Oh, yeah. Uh, then July 27th is Jefferson Starship. All right, now this is confusing to me. Okay, let me talk. <laughs> let's, talk let's talk it through. Because... <sighs> Jefferson, there's Jefferson Airplane, there's Jefferson Starship, and there's Starship. Now, Starship, Starship yeah. is playing at the casino with, with Mickey Thomas. Mickey, with Mickey Thomas. Thomas. Now, Mickey Thomas was... That's he, the 80s he, version. He was more the 80s version. Yeah. Uh, the version that we have has the original, like, I think, keyboard guitar guy, David Freiberg, who mm-hmm. was in the airplane, and I think he's kind of a, a little more legit, I yeah. think. Uh, although you, you can argue that kind of stuff. Uh, and another semi-original, maybe not very original guy named Donnie Baldwin... And also a female singer, Kathy Richardson, does the Grace Slick stuff. And Grace Slick has kind of anointed her as her replacement. She's my, yeah. Yeah, and she had her sing for her at some awards thing. and So she has her blessing. Oh, that's cool. So, and right, she's great. Knighted. She's really great, yeah. honestly. So, there, I, so she must be. I was really impressed with them. And I, I always try to find it. Like we had Blue Oyster called a couple of years ago. You look for those bands that got, you can feel that they still care. And they, right. you know what I mean? They still have that spark. They're not phoning it in. It's like you can tell they're playing shows and liking it. Right. And I think Jefferson Starship will have that. Little Feet was like that for me. Yeah, they're like, so good. I wasn't sure what it was going to be. You know, and I, this was probably six or seven years ago when I saw them. And the woman that they had singing with them really brought a lot of life to them. I think she was from Bob Seger's band, okay, maybe. Yeah. But yeah, it was pretty awesome. So Kathy Richardson gets the uh, nod of approval from Grace Slick yes. for the Starship show on the 27th. Yep. And then uh, the following Friday, August 3rd, is Better Than Ezra. They were uh, just a jazz fest. Yeah, they're, they're great. Big time New Orleans band. Yeah. Uh, and with a local band called Two Birds opening that one. Um, August 10th, a band that opened for a band at Hartwood last summer. Uh, they're from New Orleans. They're called Sweet Crude. Mm-hmm. And I, I just love them so much at Hartwood. They, they're kind of a sleeper, you know, not that well-known, but mm-hmm. they, uh, they just kind of blew me away last year. They're so fun and great. And they, they have like a ton of percussion and great singers and just really kind of a joyful night. Sweet Crude. Sweet Crude with Denora opening, who are ah, amazing. Really I think good. really one of the better bands around. Denora is amazing. Yeah, great songs. Uh, August 17th is Jean-Luc Ponty. Whoa, Jazz dude. legend, yeah. So that'll be good. And then uh, August 24th, Sean Mullins, uh, who's celebrating the 20th anniversary of uh, Rockabye, or whatever that record was that had Rockabye. Is it called Rockabye or Lullaby? I don't know. Sorry, we know the song. Yeah, right? yeah. The, the, I think it's Lullaby. Everything. Yeah. Oh, um, you should so, sing that song. <laughs> and then August 31st. Bill Deasy performed Sean Mullins <laughs> on August 10th. <laughs> and then we close out our, our South Park summer, uh, August 31st, uh, with Paul Luke and Kayla Sherman. Skirman. Oh, man. Skirman. Oh, I'm sorry. That was terrible. Thank you. Yeah, th- that is going to be a great show. Yeah, that is going to be a great show. Oh, Paul Luke. Paul is so good, yeah, and he's just getting better and better. Uh, Paul's album is uh, is amazing, and uh, Kayla's, if you haven't heard her last album, Highest recommendation to go check that out. Yeah. It, she sounds amazed. like she's from the nineteen, like nineteen seventy three, like Emmy Lou Harris or something. Yeah, she's got that. Uh, she got that vibe. Yeah, By it's the a way, great Samantha, record. Samantha Fish is out of Kansas City. There you Kansas go, Kansas City. Man, I can't believe I. Kansas why City. did I say Nashville? Because they're all. She's out done of a lot of it's stuff okay to say in I don't Nashville. Know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that's thanks. like oh, she's thanks, an actress. Where's she from? Hollywood. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> forgivable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so we moved to Hartwood. Uh, yeah, let's move. Hold on, I wanted to, I, it's driving me crazy because I wanted to see what the Sean Mullins. Oh, good. Yeah. Song was. I like it. How come it's not in here, Val? I don't know. I look forward to. We seriously don't have Sean Mullins in our catalog. <sighs> also, do you remember the Office episode where Michael Scott needs more Mullins? You know, do you know that? Like he's grieving the end of a relationship, and he says, "I need more Mullins." And he keeps listening to it's that lullaby. song. Lullaby. Yeah, it's lullaby. lullaby. Yeah, and I love that song. 
That that doesn't oh, really yeah. age. That ages well, I think. That song. It does. He's got surprisingly. A, he's got a uh, pretty big catalog, though. Yeah, and he's doing great stuff now, and he's he's really he's good. Paul Luke just played with him in Atlanta, I believe. Uh, that's cool. Yeah, that yeah. that seems like a good fit. Okay. All right, so out at Hartwood. Now, Hartwood, again, is so gorgeous, and you can spend the day there hiking and Beautiful. take the family and get your picnic gear ready. I mean, this these People really... People take tents. And... Yeah, they these, are, yeah. these are Sundays to treasure in yeah. Pittsburgh, and Bill provides all this great music. Oh, yeah, it's a good job. It's so fun to, to oh, book bet. all this. Yeah, you would be so good at this job, by the way. I'll do it. Okay. Let's trade. Um, okay, Hartwood on June 3rd, the River City Brass Band, always entertaining. Mm-hmm. June 10th is a really great uh, songwriter from Seattle named Noah Gunderson. He's kind of like, he reminds me a little, he's young, younger, but he reminds me of like Martin Sexton, but just a little kind of, just a little weirder. Right. Um, and he's really good with a lo- great local band called Some Kind of Animals. They're very that. good. They're They've so been here good. in studio. They're, they're really uh, accomplished. Yeah, I'm really impressed by them. Pittsburgh mm-hmm. has so many surprisingly amazing bands with amazing like videos and just mm-hmm. all kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, have you seen Andre's new videos? They're incredible. No. Like, yeah, Andre Costello's new videos are, are, are silly. I, I mean, it's a conversation for another time, I guess, but like, why are there so many good bands now as opposed to like, not that there were good bands now or back in the day, but there seems like every band I go and see is so much more polished yeah. than they used to be from the start. Yes, I agree. Like, yeah. Right away, they got it down. Is it because YouTube taught everybody what to do? I don't know. That's a great question. Like, has the internet told everybody how to do it, and we all <laughs> had to learn not, how to yeah. it? We went out and stunk. Well, maybe so it was long. easier to like not care as much when you thought, okay, that no- nothing's ever going to come from this. But if you actually have good stuff, it doesn't matter where you are. Mm-hmm. You That's could get picked point. up. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. No, so not. there's more incentive to try harder. To be better. Well, you can also record on your phone. Yes, exactly. I mean, you can garage band it off your iPhone these days. So. Yeah, I think we're evolving in some good ways. Oh, yeah. The, I mean, look, this schedule you have at Hartwood, uh, there, there's plenty of local stuff. But, I mean, you're really bringing in heavy hitters from all over the, the, yeah, we the are. world. Uh, uh, June 17th is a Father's Day car cruise with uh, an oldies kind of thing that night. Swing Ted 8 with Johnny Angel and oh, yeah. Marianne Mangini. You do that every year, right? We do that every year. Yep. It's always fun. June 24th, a great uh, female singer-songwriter we were talking about. I think uh, she was on one of the True Detective seasons. Uh, her name's Lyra Lynn. She is so good. Yes. And she's inordinately beautiful, but uh, she is mm. also like, uh, she's just got this really cool sound. Yeah. It, it would be like an awesome Sunday night yes. vibe. And she'll have a full band, and she has some males, uh, like Peter Bradley Adams is this, another great songwriter. He'll be with her. She has a new record out of like duets, I think. It's like a record of uh, like a who's who in Nashville, yeah. and they all like do songs with her. Yes, and that's cool. Yeah, so that's what she's promoting right now. Uh, July first is the Pittsburgh Symphony at Hartwood. Um, July eighth, uh, the original Lakeside. Uh, they're like a funk band from the eighties. Their big hit was called Fantastic Voyage. Oh yeah, it's a great that's song. Them? Mm-hmm. That's them. Yeah, so they'll be. Uh, Why well, I, I didn't know. I thought that was like Ohio players. That's or another one. No, that's I them. That was Coolio. Uh, well, I think, the, yeah. He remixed uh, it. Yeah, right. So uh, the original Lakeside, July 8th. July 15th is Philip Phillips. Oh, boy. That's probably like it's the most. That's going to be your boss gags this year. That might be. And he's a little more current than I, you know, we usually get. So it's kind of kind of exciting. I feel like that's going to be a big one. I think that's going to be a big Huge. one. Huge. Yeah. Are yeah. you kidding me? Philip Phillips, July 15th. Uh, July 22nd is the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> 
<laughs> and uh, you know what's funny is if you read Born Standing Up, the Steve Martin book, how much time he spent with the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band back in the day. Tour, really? Like he, he was toured, playing with them? He toured with them. As, like in the band? Or as just, their opening act okay. when he was a struggling comedian. Yeah. And he ended up getting the same manager as the Nitty Gritty Dirt Bag, uh, Band. But like... Back. Dirt bag. <laughs> nitty gritty dirt bag. That's a great nickname for somebody. You know that guy. He's a nitty gritty dirt bag. But yeah, so Steve Martin, uh, he toured with them back in the day. So that's July 22nd. July 22nd. July 29th is probably one that I'm the most excited about. It's a band called Lucius. Oh, man. So yeah. cool. And just, How did you get... This is like... Uh, it actually, a guy I work with, he's he's noticed them on that sh- TV show called Roadies or whatever. Yeah. I, I think they were on that and he brought them to my attention like maybe two years ago and I was uh, and I was into it and I reached out then and nothing happened but then they reached out to me this year uh, wanting a date because they were playing in New York or something on that yeah. Saturday so it worked out but I think that'll just be really they're just so good That's and gonna they're be hard like to classify but they're so great Hipster Woodstock is yes be Hipster going. Woodstock nice thank you uh, August 5th we'll probably this might be the biggest one is Toots and the Maytals uh, I reggae. had a bunch of people text me about this. They're like, Toots is coming. Yeah. I mean, what a great Sunday. I know. Are you kidding me? A friend of mine just texted me this morning that uh, he just saw Toots at the um, Jazz Fest yeah. uh, and that it was off the charts. So. Yeah, he, the, that band is still So crazy legit. Good. And he still sings great, and that'll be just an amazing night. Might have to round up the nitty-gritty dirtbag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, August 12th. Last year, we were supposed to have Larry Carlton, and he took ill. So he, that he didn't make it last year, so he's coming back this year to Hartwood Acres. Uh, August 19th is the Pittsburgh Ballet. August 26th is a super cool, kind of hard-to-classify band called Sin Cain. Um, but really, just all kind of uh, funk and rock and jazz and all these things mixed, but really a fun night. And then we end it every year with the Allegheny County Music Festival on September 2nd. So we're in good shape. Oh, there you go. sweet. Bill Deasy. There's yeah. your Pittsburgh Summer oh, Concert man. Series. Yeah, it is. Toots, August 5th. Yeah. Oh, dude, that'll be... <laughs> I mean... Great job, once again. Oh, Jean- Jean-Luc Ponty at South Park. Yeah, what the heck? Yeah, thank you. All right. Where can people go to uh, get the full list if they need to... I think it's AlleghenyCounty.us backslash summer. Uh, okay. We'll get you where you need to go. What are you doing these days? Um, now that you did that, now that you're done with this, I get pretty. I'm not done with this. Like this will t- swallow up my whole summer. Uh, yeah, so but yeah. I'm doing stuff. I haven't written a song in too long. So come on, man. I know what's up with that. And uh, I'm still. I'm trying to get this movie made that I will probably mention every year I talk to you about. Stop about being this. prolific. I know. What Just the heck? concentrate on one thing. <laughs> Stop doing everything. I got to get back to music. What's though. the movie? It's based on a novel that I wrote. It's called Ransom Seaborn. It's yeah. like a coming of age thing. But it's going to get made and it's going to be good. I'm but I might be it. like 70 when it happens. That's all right. <laughs> Great book. Oh, thank you, Val. Bill's the best. Oh, you're the best. Bill Deasy. And uh, once again, the summer concert series uh, schedule is set and plan accordingly. Uh, and on the big shows, don't get boss scagged. Yeah, go early. That's yeah. all. That's all you have to do to avoid the, the, right. the headache. The the scagging because it's a two lane road. You know, there's not much we can do about it really. So right. just come early. All right, good deal. Thanks, man. Fouls up next. Berg. When they word these studies like this, like your survival chances increase by fifty percent, no one is going to survive. No one, ultimately. It's not like you're going to live forever. Nobody's coming out of this alive.
104. Yeah, I mean, at 104, it could happen at any time anyway. You I'm talking about doing this in about six or seven oh. years. <laughs> <laughs> He's cutting it off early. <laughs> Finally, you see things my way. <laughs> Val, what's the point? <laughs> We're doomed. Let's get out of here. <laughs> That's right. I mean, we get rid of Latang, and then, you know, since, since, you know, last days, we don't have a shot, you know. No, no more championships. It's the Mason Rudolph uh, era. Yeah, you know. Lester Holt isn't doing the news from Pittsburgh anymore. Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show. Yeah, you know, uh, that, that guy, the, uh, the no, doctor. That guy. The doctor. The guy. Well, David Goodall. Guy? He's out. He, uh, he, uh. Seacrest out. He what? he, he died. It. He uh, he he euthanized himself. Wait, someone else did it probably. Um, and he went out. According to somebody who tweeted us, he went out listening to "Ode to Joy." Oh, that's kind of nice, right? Yeah, yeah that's beautiful. Listening to "Ode to Joy," and it does make you wonder. Well, what would you go out listening to? I mean, mine would be Aaliyah, but <laughs> that's me. I'm a Donnie guy. <laughs> I don't know. It's a hard choice. Oh, that's the pressure drop. I got, yeah, the, I got the pressure drop. That's that would be kind of a funny. The same. No, I'd probably go out there some Sean Mullins. L- lullaby. Yeah. <laughs> this is very soothing. A nice way to enter into the afterlife. Excuse me, sir. Are you done with your tea? I'm expecting it. Shall to, I turn off the machine now? To break into that remix, like it does in uh, at the end of Money Pit, when they it breaks into like a rock version of this. You love the Money Pit. The Money Pit. You is great. reference the Money Pit more than Tom Hanks ever did. Hey, listen, it's my Black Mirror. Okay, that's right. I watch it a lot, <laughs> and I love it. And I want you guys to watch it. Do you again. have it on video cassette? I do. <laughs> I have it on VHS, DVD, and stream it. This would have been a good way to go out. Yeah. I mean, this uh, this guy, 104 years old, he said, quote, I'd like to be remembered as an instrument for freeing the elderly to choose their own death. Hmm. It's wonderful. I mean, I agree with all of that. Just I played mean, I, this and then went on to a trampoline or what happened? I think that. Uh, no, that, I'm not sure if that's not. This is another one I, I'd consider going out to. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> He probably go. wouldn't be the first. Yeah. There we go. Steelers, here we go. Happy's going to the afterlife. Hey. Yeah, why not? That's a good one. Why not Stairway to Heaven? What yeah, was that guy or just Highway to Hell? Was he sick <laughs> or was he just old? He was just old. He he fell recently and he just said it's just not enjoyable living anymore. F it. My aunt passed away. Uh, I went to her funeral last week. She was 84. And a year before, my mom's uh, a husband had passed away. And at the funeral home, when I saw her, she was still alive at the time. Mm-hmm. My brother and I were like, hey, Carol, how are you? What's going on? She's like, wish it was me in the box. Like, <laughs> like making jokes about it. My brother said, she said to him one time, he's like, hey, how's life? She said, take it forever. <laughs> <laughs> You know, well, you get to the point. You don't have any friends left, right. and, and it, like it aches and pains, and it's just like, oh man. And you see all the shows like that. I don't know. You see all the shows. You see them all. Yeah. You know, you're like, I you're already, all caught up. You know, all finally, caught. Yeah. finally got through the whole everything. thing of Westworld. I and binged everything. Game of Thrones. 
Because I can't think of anything else they'd want to keep you going. I mean, the arts, you know, only get you so far. you got to have human connection. And if everyone around you is dead, probably outlived his kids. I knew this one woman who she was 100 and outlived her husband and her children. Whoa. Man. No fun right there. Yeah. That's no fun. That's 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 maybe too long. Now you you've been around for too long. You but want again, to be kept alive forever though, Bill. I do. I do. <laughs> I don't care if you have to put my brain in a jar. If I'm in the room, that's fine. I don't need to walk. I don't need to see. If I can just hear. I want to just hear what's going on. I told you my dad said uh in that last surgery, they're like, Do you have a DNR? And he's like, I don't I don't know what that is. We're like, do not resuscitate. Like, did you sign anything? Do you, do you, what are your wishes? Living will. Living will. And he's like, huh? Well, you know. My brother's like, do you want to be plugged into the wall no matter what? And he goes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, just so you know, that means you could be brain dead and just, just lay just a shell. Not living. And then we got to come here and, uh, you know, just stare, vigil. stare at your, your vessel. Lifeless body. Right. Forever, with no chance of you Recover. ever recovering. And he goes, sounds good. <laughs> sign, <laughs> sign me up. Yep. <laughs> I'm with Bruce uh, on this one. That's yeah. just a big screw you to yeah, your kids. sounds good. Sign me up for that. Because he's like, what do I care? And I'm like, but you're delaying the afterlife. Like, if you believe in the afterlife, don't you want to get on with it? Heck you, yeah. You want to get there. But you can't play an active part in getting there. That's the whole thing. I don't know. See, well, it depends on what your belief system is. Like this guy, you know, he's 104. I don't know. I have a hard time believing this guy who spent his entire life giving back to... He was a scientist. A scientist. That he's going to get to the pearly gates and they're going to be like... Says here you uh, checked out yourself, huh? (sighs) Bad news. Hitler will escort you... (laughs) Where does Down it s- with John Wayne Gacy and Mussolini and everybody else. <laughs> You're exactly like them. Where does it say you can't go to heaven if you commit suicide? Does it say that somewhere? The Post Gazette. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Missed that I article. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Saw it in the Post Gazette. This is a good one to go out on. I'm all right with this. Yeah, it's it's quite soothing. Peaceful, soothing, beautiful. A little Beethoven. Nice arrangement. Uh, probably not what he, Beethoven had in mind when he wrote it. It's called Ode to Joy. Maybe. Well, this guy is joyful. He's not going to be around to have an unhappy life anymore. Yeah, good for him. He probably had a wicked bruise on his hip. <laughs> he fell. I know. He's like, that's it. That's it for me. He's like, what? I'm out of here. Why keep going like this? Put my music on. I'm with him. He was probably ready to watch the Cobra Kai series, and he's like, I gotta, what? I have to sign up for something else? <laughs> he probably saw Beethoven live in concert. <laughs> <laughs> Beethoven. I want to go to. I want to go out on what I came in listening to. Great guy. <laughs> what a talent! Such a good live show. Ugh. I remember seeing that it was a summer concert series. I saw him at Hartwood. <laughs> <laughs> I liked Beethoven before he was popular. <laughs> before he sold out. Yeah. yeah. He went all commercial on us. The guy had to, he was from Australia. He had to fly to, was it Switzerland or Sweden? Switzerland. So the Swiss, they don't care about it. They, they're like, yeah, whatever, we'll kill you. To each his own. Yeah. They, say, they stay neutral. That's their thing. But you can do it in Oregon too, right? I believe you. Well, that's only if you're terminally ill. 
We're all terminally ill. I know, but if you have a terminal diagnosis, I think there's five or six states. Oregon, California. I can't remember. The Do they have states. those death pods? Have you heard about those? Is no. that a Kevorkian thing? Yeah. What, what, They're what? like, it's picture like a zero gravity massage chair, but then with like a hood on it. And you just go in there and like, eh, I don't like gas that. yourself. I don't know. Uh, that sounds, I don't want that. No. Give me the drugs that make you feel good and then. Just say sayonara. All right, you're going to go to sleep now. And again, I want to be tricked. I I, I want them to <laughs> yeah, be like, surprise. hey, you might wake up from this. I'm like, okay, so this might not be it. And they're like, yeah, yeah, this could be. Or it might not be. We I don't... thought you meant like you want to have a magician do it. Oh, that would be fun too. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I have the tranquilizer in one of my hands. Which one is it? Why? Always the black, never the he red. He does the cut Always the body the in half thing, and he's like, well, I actually did. Oh, Sorry. Whoops. Do you have anything else? We're just talking about this guy killing himself the entire time. Uh, Seems depressing. I mean, it is. If no, Lester Holt is tuning freeing. in right now, he's going to get is, a bad impression freeing. of what Pittsburgh is this like. This guy, he wasn't sad. No. He's like, this is what I want. He this lived is, a long, full life. This is really the, I mean, this is the crux of Val's philosophy on almost everything, is that you should be allowed to check out. Yeah, sure. but her thing is she wants to check out early. <laughs> Not too early. I mean, no, like in, in I don't want to end weeks. up like this guy. You want to I'm 104. I can't get around. Somebody yes. has to take care of me. Your biggest fear is somebody else taking care of yeah, you. I, well, it's not. It's. I don't want to burden people. Right. I know. You don't want to be a burden. Right. You want to just finish the work on the house, and then whatever happens, happens. <laughs> right. And <laughs> that's it. Val needs to, she just wants to get her remodeling yeah. done. And then, you know, <laughs> hey, yeah, I just happens. don't want to be a She's burden. She's making an in-law suite for herself. <laughs> which is why she gets so aggravated with me and you, because you and I can't wait to be a burden to others. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we are I'm a burden we, right now. We're constantly burdening. <laughs> Plus... If I go out young, Tim can still marry All a young right, woman. All right, enough with that. I don't want to yeah, hear that again. You know, he, no. I'm no. just no, you're thinking okay. of his future. No, no. He should be happy. No. He's going to be. Uh, he, he might check out before you with the aggravation you're giving him over this. <laughs> over me dying young? Yeah, over you I don't think continually he's... saying, like, I got you set up with a good draft pick. Right. Yeah, you you know. Got, no, a, you're got not... a good life insurance policy. Right. She's going to love me. No. <laughs> You're you better light. be careful. He's going to start light. hanging out with Mason Rudolph, and exactly. you're going to be like, hold on a second. I'm not checking out just yet. <laughs> you got plenty of time. I won't even be talking like that. Don't be nuts. No, you can't yeah, be that happens, thoughtful. Happens. No, you can't. Right now, Sally it's... Wiggin is listening to this, and uh, or later on in the podcast, she'll listen on the podcast. Yeah. Does she do that? Yeah. Okay. And uh, She'll tweet a, No, a, she's going to be furious with from you. Now. Everybody is going to die. I know, but you... I'm not inviting it. I'm just being um, honest about it. I think you're being a little like you're you're one of those bars that starts sweeping up a little too early. Like I think you're you're getting your affairs in order. I'm sweeping right under your feet. <laughs> yeah, flipping uh, chairs over on top of the I, tables. I'm like, it's I like eight o'clock at night. What are you doing? No, Val's more like there was this club I used to play in Buffalo called Broadway Joe's, and the. When it was closing time, they threw bottles at your feet because it was all cement. <laughs> get out. And they just go, push, get out push, of here. Push. You get. Get out because they were sweeping no matter what because it's just a big concrete floor. <laughs> That's what Val's doing. She's just smashing bottles on the ground. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Get out. <laughs> get. All right. Well, Ode to Joy was the way he went out. And, you know, it's 
cause for some discussion. I'm telling you, I'm terrified of getting like, you know, some of the those heavier neurological diseases mm-hmm. when you are at you're just you know, That's a blob that someone else has to take care of. Right. I don't want to do that. No way. I would definitely want to check out. I mean, Serena would argue that I'm that now. <laughs> <laughs> a blob for her to take care of. <laughs> You're kind of being a blob. Hey, stop being a blob. <laughs> Mow along, you blob. Blobbing around. All right. Blah, 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 Baran. No. I, That's it. That's all that you wanted really to talk was, about. That's I really it. didn't have that as a news story for nine. We just kind of fell into it. Yeah. All right. But, that's okay. but I think it was a, a, very topical. a very good conversation we just had. Sure. Yeah, I feel good about you it. You know, most I'm people say when asked what they want to listen to on morning radio, death talk. <laughs> that, <laughs> number one. That's number one. <laughs> number one is death talk. Number two, politics. Three, religion. Four, death again. Crow, <laughs> Randall, Valerie, and Mike. This was good death talk. Good death talk. Yeah. Yeah, what I said, so yeah. I go out on two. Get a hand in the air, sir. Woo, yeah. Then you will get no hurt, mister. No, no, no. I said, yeah. August 5th at Hartwood. It's going to be my last show. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Mike Scott Sports coming up next. GMJR. last sports. No, it's not. He's got plenty more. GMJR is going to be talking about next year's Penguins. Who's going to stick around? Who did good? Who got a thumbs up? Whose arrow is pointing down? I love how just with Kessel, they're like, Nothing wrong with him. Nope. <laughs> he just stunk. He's just Kessel. All right, Stan Sabrin also joining us next half hour. We'll ask Stanley about he's never going to die. Are you kidding me? No way. You can, He is. He's the Frankenstein of Pittsburgh sports media. Frankenstein. He is Frankenstein. All right. That's coming up. Oh boy. Why don't we just play this, this all good? Mike Pursuta with your sports right now on the DVE Morning Show. Mike. Sports is brought to you by Caseta by Lutron. Smart lighting controls. The Pirates' four-run ninth inning produced a 6-5 to five victory yesterday afternoon in Chicago and a two-game sweep in, a, in an abbreviated series against the White Sox. That's 8-3-1 and one in season series for the Buccos, who improved to 21-16 and 16 overall. Two of those three series losses this season are four-game sweeps on the road, one at Philadelphia April 19th to the 22nd and one in Washington April 30th through May 3rd. Other than that, the Pirates are doing outstanding so far, and uh, even including the the two four-game sweeps on the road. Five games over 500 through 37 games is a lot better than a lot of people thought. They were going to do. They've got an off day today, and the Giants are in town for the first of three starting tomorrow night. Penguins uh, cleaned out uh, the lockers and said their goodbyes and did their final media availabilities yesterday. Uh, Mike Sullivan talking uh, almost uh, not at all about injuries. Uh, He said he didn't want to go down the list of who was bothered by what, but he did talk about Phil Kessel's relative state of health through what for Kessel was a very 
disappointing postseason. I'm not going to disclose any of our injuries. You know, he was dealing with bumps and bruises just like some of our other guys. Um, I'd rather not get into the, you know, the list of injuries that guys had, but you know, it was it was nothing significant. I can tell you that. Just didn't play well, apparently. Uh, Are we all reading too much into this, or is is because it sounds like he's kind of not throwing him under the bus, but just saying, uh, yeah, there's no real injury excuse for his play. Yeah, I think I think it's the latter. I don't think it's the bus thing. But a, a lot of people, fans, and a lot of people in the media just assumed he was hurt and were proceeding under that assumption as if it was fact. And uh, according to Sullivan, nothing significant. Uh, Jim Rutherford, the general manager, spoke yesterday as well. He talked about how much he likes the nucleus of his team. He thinks the Penguins have a championship core and they'll contend again. But uh, changes are also going to be forthcoming. We're a good team, and we, we will be a good team going forward. We'll have a chance to win again. Um, we have the nucleus to do that. And we also have the pieces in place that are are players that other teams are going to want that we're going to be able to make those changes. Sometimes you don't always have those players for cap reasons or for different reasons. So I think it's fair to say that uh, this will be a different looking team by the time we open next season. It doesn't mean there's going to be drastic changes and a lot of changes, but there will be changes in the areas that uh, will become necessary. Now, one of those changes apparently will involve winger Daniel Sprong. Uh, Rutherford said, quote, he should be a regular on our team next season. And he also called Sprong, quote, a very talented player that will score a lot of goals. Uh, Jim Rutherford uh, gave thumbs up to Jamie Alexiak and Chad Ruedel on defense. He said those guys did their job. The Penguins did not lose to the Capitals because of them. And Rutherford said that uh, center Derek Broussard uh, played through an injury that made it very difficult to play. Uh, Mike Sullivan uh, talked extensively about uh, the transition Broussard had to make from Ottawa to Pittsburgh, and uh, part of it was style and scheme. Part of it was injury, but a big part of it was Broussard having to adjust to playing a lesser role here in Pittsburgh behind Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin playing fewer minutes, and uh, Sullivan said he's not sure that uh, the Penguins and Broussard ever got there in terms of getting Broussard comfortable in the role that he's in. Sullivan uh, called the defenseman Chris Letang's season inconsistent, but he also uh, repeatedly referenced Letang as an elite defenseman for that for what that's worth. Uh, Sullivan also talked about uh, losing a playoff series for the first time. Uh, he still hasn't uh, gotten to the point where he's willing to exhale after that, but he's already started to look ahead. I'm still not over the disappointed stage. You know, it's uh, I had so much belief. I have so much belief in this group of players, and uh, and so you know when you don't when you fall short of your ultimate goal, uh, it stings, and and so I'm still not by that yet. You know, at, at some point I hope. I'll continue to digest this, but um, the one thing I will say to you is that, you know, I have a lot of respect for this league and how good teams are and coaching staffs are, and uh, there's a lot of good teams, and it's hard to win. And um, what I can tell you is is that, uh, you know, it, I'm 
really proud of the group of players that we've assembled here. We think we've got quality people. We have great players. And I know how much they care and how much they want to win. And so um, I feel good about that. And I'm proud of this group and what they've been able to accomplish. It doesn't make it feel any better that we didn't that we fell short this year. But what it does do for me anyway is it makes me that much hungrier to want to do it again. And I can't wait for day one of training camp to get back at it with this group. A couple more of those good teams in action tonight. Uh, Winnipeg's at Nashville, Game Seven in the Western Conference semifinals. And uh, Team USA at the World Championships in Denmark takes on Latvia at 10.15 this morning. I'm not going to get home till about 2 o'clock today. I got the DVR set up, so don't if you run into me, don't tell me what happened. Don't go on Twitter. Try not to. Yeah. You, Team USA, 3-0 and in the tournament, a shootout win over Canada, and back-to-back shutouts at Denmark and Germany. I saw them smack Germany, which was nice. Yes, it was. 3-0 and against Germany, historically. Stan Savin is going to be joining us after the commercial break. I want to remind you, at the top of the hour, every hour, all throughout the day, you got a chance to win 1000 bucks in workforce cash. All you got to do is text the keyword to 200-200. That's brought to you by rightcars.com. Stan Savern, next on DVE. Hey, Mother's Day's coming up, and uh, if we know anything, we know this much. It's that if you have an injury, nobody cares. There are no excuses. Uh, you get Mother's Day done the right way, or you don't, uh, and you have until Sunday to do that. Time is running out, so the time to take action is at hand, uh, whether you're healthy or not. Thankfully, Pro Flowers can get Mother's Day done for you, even if you're at much less than 100%. This is the last week you can send 100 colorful blooms with a free glass vase for just $19.99 plus shipping and handling. That's if you use my promo code, Mike P. If you're functioning at all, you should be able to handle that much. And if you do it, you'll be a hero, and mom will be the big winner. Pro Flowers Blooms are guaranteed to stay fresh for at least seven days. That means that means mom can enjoy them for at least seven days, and that's a week's worth of recognition and tribute for a woman who surely deserves it, even if her name isn't Shirley. You can also pick the delivery date of your choosing. That's guaranteed as well. And you can have your, your gift delivered on Mother's Day. Go to proflowers.com, click the blue microphone in the upper right corner, and use my code, Mike P. That's proflowers.com. Blue Microphone, and Mike P. Mother's Day is this Sunday. Make it memorable and you'll forget what ails you. Order today from proflowers.com. It is DVE Morning Show. And joining us right now from 970 ESPN Radio, 106.3 FM, Stan, the man, Savern. Stanley, good morning. How are you? Hello, guys. What's up? Uh, so this 104-year-old guy just kicked off in uh, it was Switzerland? Yes, I believe. So from Australia originally. Yes. He he uh, had them perform euthanasia on him. He's just like, you know, I'm done. Checking out. So he threw on a little Beethoven, Ode to Joy, and he had him turn out the lights. And he just went to sleep. Psst. That's it. See ya. Didn't well, have a good I've... quality of life anymore. He didn't have any quality of life? He... No, yeah. So he was but he was 104 and his, his body just wasn't giving up. And he's like, ah, I'm done. So he I'm checked out. Do this. So he listened to Beethoven on the way out. What do you think you'd listen to on the way out if you could choose it? Um, I, what I would listen to? Yeah. Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Ah, I always like that That's song. a good choice. There you go. Yeah. It's appropriate. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, there I'm you go. I like that song. Nice and symbolic and everything. It wouldn't be the sports beat theme? 
<laughs> no, listening to that is what would cause me to say, yeah, stick it, stick that needle right in here. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, you never know. Um, we were talking, we we're trying to decipher GMJR's words earlier this morning uh, from his press conference yesterday concerning Latang, Kessel, Broussard. Uh, the the deduction that we arrived at was he's pumping up he's pumping up uh, uh, Latang so that he can move him uh, Kessel they're they're trying to just piss him off so he quits <laughs> they don't have to pay him and Broussard they don't want to admit that uh, it didn't work out so they're saying well it did not work out it might still work out even though the goal of that was to capitalize now and win another championship so you know. Uh, I think they're always gonna, you know, shine the the uh, polish the uh, the turd as much as possible. But well, turd's probably a bad thing to say because they they get to the second round of the playoffs after having won two consecutive Stanley Cups. But I'm wondering your thoughts on the exit interview yesterday. Well, I think what he was saying basically uh, is that there are going to be changes. Uh, again, I don't know how drastic they would be or how many there will be, but I think that there are two which are automatic. And that is, I think everybody understands, <clears throat> even before Rutherford said it, that Zach Aston Reese and Daniel Sprong are going to be regular players on this team. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're ready. It's time. They probably need some fresher legs. You have to remember something. Outside of Gensel and outside of the goalkeeping, that the core of this team, everybody's in their 30s. Now, Mott is not. But when you stop and think about Sid, Gino, Kessel, Latang, um, Broussard will be 30. These guys are all 30 years old. That doesn't mean that they're out of their prime. I'm not suggesting that. But we all saw what the infusion of younger, enthusiastic legs meant in both cup runs. When you go back to when Rust and Sherry joined the group and uh, last year when Jay Gensel came on midseason. So I think those two, and that means that two forwards aren't going to be around. Uh, I think he would like, he said he's satisfied with his defense core. Um, I think that maybe he was speaking out of one side of his mouth there. I think that he'd like to get a solid mm-hmm. defensive defenseman. I think they got to find an Alexiak. I mean, I think Alexiak is a guy um, that you can win with. I thought he played very well in this Washington series. And Ruedel, to me, is a seventh defenseman. But if that's your seventh defenseman, um, and you bring in a defensive defenseman, maybe a guy who's got a shot-blocking ability and some defensive capabilities uh, and some toughness to him, uh, you got a pretty good defense core. I mean, their top four is pretty darn good. Uh, I'm convinced now that Latang can be better, but he's always going to be Chris Latang. He's going to hit a home run one shift and then strike out the next, to use that baseball analogy. Uh, I think right now, without any moves... If this is October 1st, when you list the top contenders for the Stanley Cup, Penguins are in the top four or five. There's no reason to think otherwise. Mm-hmm. And so I think that uh, I think everything else, as far as me, you know, making major moves, you have to remember that all these guys we're talking about potentially moving, they carry big contract hits. Now, that's maybe part of the reason they would like to move them, but by the same token, if you're trading them to another team, they have to eat that salary unless somehow you work out a thing where you're paying part of it. Uh, and by the way, because they have such a big salary cap hit, 
the other team may offer you less in return because you're taking on that big salary. With Andrew McCutcheon coming back this weekend, I'm wondering, do you think more Pirate fans would go to celebrate Andrew McCutcheon if he was having a better season for the Giants right now? Or does the fact that he's struggling a little bit make it easier for Pirate fans to go and celebrate him? I think no matter what he was doing, just the fact that he's coming back, he's actually picking it up. He's up to 250. Uh, he Three weeks ago, he was like 204, which is right. typical for him. He's now up at 250, not hitting for a whole lot of power. Uh, I think people would go to see him. I'd be very anxious to uh, take a survey tomorrow night, and I'll be there, and ask every fan and some of the crowds they've had. It wouldn't take me that long. <laughs> I went to talk to every fan. Um, are you here because the Pirates are playing pretty good ball? You know, right. two comeback wins in a row, uh, admittedly, against a bad team. But mm. still, people thought the Pirates are going to be much worse than they've been thus far. You know, we're at the quarter mark. It's, it's hard to believe we're almost at the quarter of the way through the season. Are you here to see the Pirates, um, or are you still boycotting, or are you disinterested, and you're just here to see Andrew McCutcheon? I found it very interesting, uh, and I understand they run these commercials, both radio and TV. Okay, coming up, the Giants are here, and it's, you know, it's, you know, pop bottle night, whatever it happens to be. And no mention, of course, of a- uh, Andrew McCutcheon. They can't because they're the ones who traded him away. Mm-hmm. But it seems to me that's the major attraction for people who do come. All right. And uh, I didn't get to hear your reaction to Ben Roethlisberger's reaction to the drafting of Mason Rudolph because I was out of town last week. Um, Wondering your thoughts on what Ben had to say about all that. If I can take a really dangerous leap and try to get inside Ben's mind, it it depends on what he meant. If he meant, and this is the cover story, of course, that they would have been better served to draft defensive players, um, then there's some validity to that. Although, in their defense... When they traded Martavis, they were going to get a wide receiver. The next pick with the quarterback, believe me, if they thought that there was a really good corner inside linebacker, they would have drafted him. But it was pretty clear that they didn't think there was anybody there worthy of that. I mean, I thought that they drafted their quarterback a year too soon. I thought next year would be the year you did that. Um, well, especially after having spent a fourth-round draft pick last year on Josh Dobbs. Right. It's a wasted pick. It's also, you know, they drafted the uh, offensive tackle out of uh, Western Michigan, which is fine because Marcus Gilbert's always hurt and, you know, they're getting some age there too. But that also means Gerald Hawkins, two years ago, a fourth-round pick, was a wasted pick. That's what I look at. Mm-hmm. You have to go back and draft the same position. But if Ben meant that, okay. But, I mean, I think you have to give the Steelers a pass on that if, indeed, they had a first-round grade of Mason Rudolph. But if the other thing was, if Drama Ben was talking and he was genuinely offended by that, he's out of line. He's not out of line. He can say whatever he wants to, but his comments are ridiculous. Mason Rudolph is not there to take his job. He's there to take his position eventually. And I think whatever he said was fine until he dipped into, well, he might have been kidding, I might not mentor him. Ben's always been good with backup quarterbacks, but none of those backup quarterbacks were any threat to him whatsoever. I don't think this guy is. Not now. No. So what's if he was serious about that, mentoring, as a matter of fact, <clears throat> either tomorrow or Monday, Mark Malone's going to be a guest on my show, and I want to f- talk to him. What was it like when he came in here 
as a number one pick, not a third round pick. And Terry Bradshaw at that point was still at the top of his game. <clears throat> How did he get treated? Right. Stan, who do you have on the uh, show today? <laughs> well, Mark Madden will be joining me. It's Stan and Guy Day. That'll be from the uh, one to two hour. We'll be discussing all the things that we just discussed, only with their opinions and so on and so forth. I yeah. like this version. Yeah. Got a little Stan somewhere over the know. rainbow for you there, Stanley. All right. Okay. <laughs> Who's singing? I hope it's not Judy Garland. No, it's she the terrible. It's the <laughs> brother is version. The Hawaiian dude. Oh. Yeah. Seems fitting with the volcano exploding all over Hawaii right now that we pay tribute to the obese Hawaiian kid who uh, sang your death song. Wait, this isn't the kid that smoked. No, that no. was the Indonesian baby. Yeah, it's an Indonesian okay. baby. You know, there's a great uh, version, rendition of it is Pentatonics. Are you familiar with Pentatonix? Yeah, sure. They're coming here uh, to uh, Star Lake. Are you going out to Key West Bank uh, Pavilion? Yes, I am. Wow, you're going to go see Pentatonix. Yeah, I love Pentatonix. They're great. Leave early. I know. And get home late. Pack a lunch. I know. <laughs> Do you have access to a hot air balloon? That'd probably be the best way to travel. <laughs> I am a walking hot air balloon. <laughs> you can hear that hot air disperse a little bit at a time today from noon to two on uh, ESPN Radio 970. And it's Standing Guy Day, as he said, so good reason to tune in. Chris Porter's on the show tomorrow. He'll be hanging out live in studio. Porter! Love Porter. Excited for that. Airs Paul Band in the coffee house tomorrow. That's it for us for today. Everybody get down there and tailgate for Lester Holt in the news. It's going to be getting crowded. So uh, I'll see you guys down there. Lester. Let's go news. Let's go news. Michelle's got your electric lunch coming up next. At noon. I hear there's going to be a two-minute segment where if he reads a story about a rack, everybody gets a free Big Mac. That's right. <laughs> I, I, I think that's true. I do. All right. Uh, we're done. I just It's the song. It keeps you there, doesn't it, Bill? Yeah. It really does. It holds you tight. It's holding you. It's, it's sweet. Yeah, this guy died of a massive coronary. Did he? Yeah, what were the odds? Was he playing this song? <laughs> no, I don't know. He might have had the Judy Garland version on. Poor guy. Who saw that coming? Brother is? Yeah. Uh, he's a pretty big coronary. Fella. I don't know. Okay. Put this song on, just dive into that volcano. <laughs> it does look it. like uh, the end of times though, over there in Hawaii, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Looks like we're all laughing it off like, wow, that's a cool video of we're the next. end of the world. Right? <laughs> you stay classy, Pittsburgh. Don't touch your face. I got him dead, Pittsburgh, all day, baby. So now you guys call me Ronald. Would you not eat my pants? Ronald. Ah! Mm-hmm.